0: Yes. Ah. Saber Wolf. Ultra Combo. Killer Instinct.
1: Hello and welcome (laughs) to episode eighty one. With the most ridiculously <laughs> epic intro uh, that. I've ever seen. That was so good.
0: Uh, it, it, the launch it so
2: trailer, good. really. You pulled yeah. like the one KI trailer I didn't make.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, it was, it. it was very epic. It.
1: Um, now we're getting, we're trying something a little new. We're using StreamYard um, yes. instead of our normal setup. So, we're still getting used to this. Apologies if there's any hiccups in advance, but you know, hopefully we'll figure this out. But we're very lucky today. And I've realized we haven't mm. done what's going on, but it's me and Nick here, but we're joined uh, by Maximilian Dude, um, YouTuber, fighting game expert. Um, yep. And it's Super really stuff. cool.
2: So guys I'm tweeting out this
1: thing so I can get everyone on to
2: jump in too, because I'm like, I can't easily host because I'm usually on Twitch, but thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it.
1: No, thanks heaps for coming on, mate. It's awesome. You know, it's uh, you know we're we're a small channel in in general terms. So uh, to have someone that's been doing this for so long is is really really cool. And it's interesting how you've arrived here, right? Because we were doing our normal podcast. <laughs> Nick's just doing his thing. We have a little segment called the Rumour Mill, which is when we hear these little little things telling us stuff uh, across the industry. And Nick had heard what he'd heard about Killer Instinct in that, you know, previously it wasn't dead, i.e. Microsoft mm-hmm. wanted to keep the franchise alive. And then, yeah, apparently it's in active development. And who should we see pop up in the chat with two Someone
3: tagged googly Someone eyes? Someone tagged him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like you might want to check this out <laughs>
2: yeah i'm I'm, it's, I'm i'm kind of at the point where i'm so closely associated with a couple of like big fighting game franchises mm-hmm. uh like the number one one is uh like marvel versus capcom so i've kind of yeah. got my finger on the pulse of everything that's going on with marvel versus capcom but also like close second is killer instinct and like it, i've always mentioned to my audience, right, that people want me to champion like every fighting game, like I need you to do mm. all the support you did for those other <laughs> fighting games for this one, and it's like you know what, <laughs> I'd love to, but it really comes down to the, the ones that I personally like, love, and have attachment mm. to the most, and sure. yeah. um, the big ones are obviously Ki and Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah,
3: yeah, uh, be- I could I could listen to you talk about Ki all day when you when you and Say Jam do the commentary for the World Cup. Uh, yeah it's the best it's the absolute best
2: and it's crazy how long ki has technically been um a part of my life because it was actually Mm. the fighting game when it came out on super nintendo um that really got me into a fighting game community right when which is which is a much different identity than is known to nowadays but back in like Mm. 1995 you know it was as many people you can find that were as good as possible and you hunt them down you know and uh yeah like Killer Instinct was that game where I learned every character every combo breaker every glitch every bug everything I <laughs> broke my my fingers were bleeding playing the game so much I was like, I was like 11 years old right but that was the idea is that you know that that feeling that fighting games give you of like constant pursuit mm-hmm. of getting better and everything like that Killer Instinct was the first game that I was like oh I'm going 190 percent in on this this game is my jam yeah. so I got a lot of deeper uh, attachment to KI even when even the first one yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah.
1: I, I remember quite quite fondly back in 2013 seeing your YouTube video reaction to the intro we just kind yeah. of riffed off of, right? Because yes. it went dark and the drums came in. And you just see your video face
2: before like reaction videos were really big. When it like was. reaction videos in when Xbox One was first being announced, uh, was essentially the fine brothers on youtube doing like group reacts and like old people react to modern things and shit like that like it was really weird that i just i remember putting the camera on myself uh during the initial xbox one event um and that one wasn't great that was remember tv 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 (laughs) tv that was that one and i was just like like my raw reaction of like this is so dumb like we don't get nobody gives a shit tv's not going to be relevant and i haven't watched tv in so long like and yeah. i don't like that reaction so I, all i did was the next time events came on i just put a camera on me and that was it and lo but, and behold like the the entirety of youtube uh gaming sphere of youtube is like that now so i just got lucky it was yeah. out of the curve yeah
1: i i think what was, people loved about it was that it was so sincere right and i think if we think back across the history of Killer Instinct since it was announced, let's be honest, you know referencing the TV TV era, Xbox One, it wasn't a great time for Microsoft. It wasn't a great time for the platform. Um, it was a rough gen, to put it lightly. And it had an effect on KI, as great a game as it was, right, oh, yeah. in terms of its, its adoption in the fighting game community, despite the fact that, and I, I think I've heard you make this argument, that it's still, to this day, one of the top tier, best netcode code fighting games oh, out there absolutely Unbelievable. um funny Unbelievable. enough
2: killer instinct 20 will we'll, we'll reestablish this modern killer instinct like 2013 yeah when it was initially adopted by double helix at the start uh their model and release pacing of the game how they would essentially approach the game's launch and then future updates mm. uh was the first of its kind and it's the yep. it's the launch model slash release model that every single fighting game since then has adopted um So Killer Instinct was actually the first game to do it. We're like the season pass thing where we're going to release characters over time and stuff like that. Instead of dropping a whole new version of the game on top of you where it's like, you got to buy the Ultra or Arcade Edition. You had to spend 40 more bucks for this. Like, no, KI will be what it is when you buy it, if not the free version, right? Which was true. Yeah. Yeah. And um, from that point forward, they would update it. And that at the time was weird and different. And I remember even I didn't like it. I'm like...
1: Yeah, people... it.
2: It feels like KI is this like like stepchild sort of game uh, among other (laughs) fighting games where it's like you don't want to treat it like a big game which is shockingly true um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that that gave them the freedom to sort of like test stuff out and because it wasn't it was this little xbla game when it came out it gave them the freedom to sort of like adam Eisgreen and a lot of the guys at ms were able to to test some stuff and believe it or not it worked like it worked to the point where every fighting game now copies it
1: yeah exactly it was a bit of a trendsetter really and uh I think, you know, I mentioned it a second ago, the, the the gen that Microsoft went through, you know, Street Fighter being exclusive to PlayStation. Sure. It isn't, the Xbox platform is arguably not the place really that a lot of fighting game fans would go. Right? Not, I think that's a anymore. fair comment. No. Well, for
2: Xbox 360, it was. Yeah. Um, mm. Xbox 360 was actually the, the home for the fighting game community because the PlayStation 3 version of fighting games sucked. They uh, ran it. They ran at, at in comparable frame rates. They did run at lower resolutions. They yeah. they had they had bugs and things because the PS3 was just a harder platform to work for while games like the big Capcom games like Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom had less input delay and were just overall better on uh, Xbox hardware. But yep. I mean that that existed because Xbox had access to, you know, a much easier system to develop for and way more RAM that they can utilize and then suddenly in the next generation what happens the the next box the xbox one didn't have nearly as much as the playstation 4 did at launch so naturally the everything switched over to playstation again and then microsoft luckily had their own you know first party game but man those launch and to me, it felt like the only the only game at launch of like the Xbox One that was getting moderately good reviews and people were kind of happy about was Killer Instinct. Killer yeah. Instinct. Mm. I did Agreed. love Rise though.
3: I, I I know it didn't review well, <laughs> but I loved Rise beautiful. and Dead Rising Three. Right?
2: I'll, I'll agree with you. Rise was actually kind of. I'm like, this game is pretty sick. Like, what a gorgeous yeah. game. But I felt after a few missions, like it's not changing. Like I am. I'm kind of. <laughs> It, the, the set pieces are changing, but nothing else really is enough to the point where it's like grabbing me. Um, but yeah, I feel yeah. like in terms of like, damn, a trailer game, Rise is like one of the best trailer yeah. games you could have had for the Xbox One.
1: Yeah, we, yep. we've made the comment before. It was almost, almost like the kind of, you know, your standard big hit uh, third person over the shoulder narrative driven game mm. it just needed a lot longer in the oven and a little bit more variety you know the same barbarian twelve times in a row it got yeah. it got it was a little
2: and maybe a little ahead of its time because that would essentially become PlayStation's ID, you know, third person yep. action adventure.
1: Obviously uh, so
2: Xbox kinda was on top of that, but they were a little too early, you know?
1: Yeah 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 uh, absolutely. Uh, so got a couple of
3: super chats just quick
1: ones yeah, uh, on, uh, I, I forever missing them.
3: Yeah, bro, you're literally at 9.99k subs. Uh, That's Faisal, true. welcome, Max. Have a great show, Jens. Um, thanks very much, Faisal. Uh, Shall we quickly? Because I know our time with Max is limited. He's a very busy man. Uh, should we just breeze through some of the news items?
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. we, we, we will do. But before we do, um, do you guys want to? Do you guys want to talk a little bit about? that rumor the rumor the big rumor nah because we want Max to dive
3: in properly we want Max to dive in properly so we'll we'll go through the news and then we'll talk about all All right you want
1: to spend you just want to
3: tell Max when he left the discord I was like oh no
1: I want to tell him
3: so bad about killer instinct that he's left there was (laughs) there was a moment
2: where I had been joining like so many discords for like all this stuff (laughs) And then at some point <laughs> during some stream, like my settings reset and everything was making a ton of noise. I'm like, I just <laughs> got
1: fucking get rid it. <laughs>
2: ah, Like in a, in a fit of rage, just just yep. fury <laughs> deleting, like
3: fury oh, leaving God. all of the servers and stuff. So I sent my mate Chris a DM because he was going to be on the stream today because he loves KI as much as I do. So he really wanted to be on, but he couldn't. And I sent him a DM saying, oh my God, dude, like back in June, I'm like, KI's is coming back k is coming back k is coming back he's like no way no way. i'm like i want to tell max and then i went to look and it's like
1: oh no he's gone i wanted <laughs> to tell him so bad
3: but that's all right we've got him now.
1: yeah yeah and um we have just hit 10,000 subscribers live on oh, it, wow, which is too. which Gross. is a really cool milestone i know that's you know small fry nowadays for you max uh, um, no,
2: i saw i still remember when i when i hit 10k much less 20k on youtube man look at that it was a while ago, but that was those were big milestones.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're sitting you're sitting over point um, Almost 1. 1.
2: 1.
3: 1.5 mil, S- something almost like 5. that. <laughs> yes.
2: And, it, and that- it definitely has gotten to the point where we're growing a fighting game channel Um, in comparison to other fighting game YouTubers that are like getting there. I think there's finally another direct like fighting game YouTuber that isn't specifically like Smash Brothers, which is almost its own thing. Shit, um, just crossed a million and his big focus is NRS games. So NetherRealm Studios. Wow. Uh, and he, yeah. his name is Super. He just crossed a million, and it was a big milestone for him. And I tried to help him out as much as possible to get there. But he's in sort of the same boat I am, where it's like you plateau really hard, and growing a channel mm. beyond a million subs is is difficult. Which which means you have to sort of like branch out and try new things and all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff, but still keep it fighting game focused.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, right? It, fighting games, it is a niche in and of itself. Yeah. But you know, yeah. Kudos for, for all the hard work. How long did it take you to get, get that far? Like, where did you start? You uh, joined I YouTube? I
2: started in, I started making fighting game videos in 2007. So it took 14 years.
1: Wow. That's a lot of hard work, right? Yeah. I mean, and by the time
2: you... I got like partnered eventually, I think I was at probably like 8,000 subscribers. So that was like 2011. I had about 8,000 subscribers.
1: Wow what a climb okay so, it's it's been steady. Right. yeah
2: i've never had i've never had moments where like my uh exposure popularity whatever you want to call it like made giant spikes yeah uh, mm-hmm. because the fighting game space just doesn't really have that maybe I, I think that's happened to smash brothers right where people are super into smash and the 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 audience for that is so big yeah that mm. It's it, it just massive, right? The next biggest thing is obviously Rum Studios games, but when it comes to like Capcom fighting games, the, the, the space can only get so big and it really peaked around the early uh, 2010s, early to mid 2010s, pre Street Fighter mm-hmm. V for the most part. And um, yeah, ever since then, it's just been like an exploration of what fighting games I really love, which ones I'd like to explore and, you know, trying to get other people to play them. Because that's the goal is that even if I don't love this thing and I'm checking something out, there's a good chance I might introduce somebody to it that ends up loving
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's often how I find things, right? <clears throat> <clears throat> and so, you know, we're going to go through very quickly news of the yeah, world, Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just chat through some stuff because you might you might have some comments on some of this, Max. It is a Xbox yeah. focused platform-y podcast, anyway. <laughs> um, but the, the most interesting thing I think we heard is about two. It kind of links back to two different rumours, funnily enough. This is a, does, just a very rumour focused uh, episode. <laughs> so the first is that uh, apparently ID or ID, I always say mm. ID, ID Software is hiring for a long running action FPS. Oh, really? Now, Are they? now earlier this oh. year, we heard before we saw the Quake remasters announced at QuakeCon. Yes. We heard that Quake was being rebooted. Rebooted as in like Doom Eternal. So it's interesting to read that again. Is it Doom? I would say Doom 3, Doom 6. I don't know. Where are we now with numbers? What do you think?
2: That seems a little too early, right? It's a little too early for another Doom.
1: It does feel a bit too early. I feel like they have said Um, everything they need to say about Doom now. Well, at
3: the time I'd been told that the Quake reboot, I think Machine and Id were involved like both so i don't know how many long-running action fps's do it have two not many three rage yeah <laughs> well, listen,
1: i don't want another rock.
3: Quake. so <laughs> <laughs> and usually I,
2: I mean in in terms of this industry the gauge of interest happens before the big reveal right and obviously, yeah. a Quake That's remaster right. slash reveal is is an early gauge of interest for social media engagement and pre-orders and stuff right. like that.
1: Yeah, how many downloads right. did it get? How many people played it? <laughs> yep. Yep. There it was some good
0: buzz one. around it. Yeah,
2: because i I, I, so. I would I would like to think that yeah, making a new Quake would be huge and exciting, uh, and really cool. But not everyone grew up in the same time we did, so right. suddenly Quake coming back might not have nearly as much appeal because it hasn't been around. I think i've heard more of the quake engine than i have of quake over the past like 20 years <laughs> practically you know thanks the cod yeah. Mm.
1: yeah yeah i keep forgetting call of duty is on the quake engine or it used to the, be It's right? very the heavily is, yeah yeah. But, yeah yeah wow it, it's it's crazy how these things go around the other interesting long-running FPS rumor and this one's been going on for a while we all remember when we saw the golden eye Xbox Live arcade remake screenshots yes. and then yep. it was in legal hell for a while it never came to light well again earlier this year or was it last year now I can't remember
3: I think it was earlier this year there was some sort of trademark renewal or something yeah and now just I think in the last few days and I I haven't, I haven't got the link in front of me, but I think it was Nintendo that or someone file a, a renewal or they applied for GoldenEye to be removed from the <clears throat> unsuitable for miners list in Germany or something like that. Oh, weird. Yeah, which is something you don't do if you're not intending on doing something. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, there's been a lot of, Talk around GoldenEye. We've spoken about it. Um, look, everyone wants GoldenEye to come back. With Nintendo launching the sixty-four games yeah. for Nintendo Switch, we saw Banjo come. It would be odd for Microsoft to allow Banjo on Nintendo Switch.
2: There's clearly, there's, there's clearly a relationship yeah. there that's building, you know, which is good. Yeah, because it, now it's so, everybody against Sony, you know.
3: Yeah. Um, it seems that way look, I, I may have heard a little while back that we might be seeing golden eye again. I may have heard a little while back.
1: Um, the question is, and I think this is the concern mentioning Nintendo is that a lot of people are seeing Nintendo rolling out this N64 online edition, which is mm-hmm. rather shockingly priced, but that's just my opinion. Um, and is it just, can you imagine a world where it just comes to that? I mean, Random game. I,
3: I suspect what what I had heard about was the Xbox Live Arcade remake, yeah. not the Nintendo 64 thing. Did 4J um,
1: do the remake like like the ones that did? Uh, they did Perfect yep. Dark, right? Yeah.
3: Yep. I don't know if it would be if it was the comeback. I don't know if it would be that exact one. I don't know if they're going to do a whole new one or if it would just be that one tweaked for because it wouldn't come out on 360, obviously. No. that
1: would, Yeah,
3: so it would, would either be, be ported weird. or something like that because that, it was finished. Whatever 4J had done was finished. It leaked on the net <laughs> earlier this year. Um, people have been downloading it and playing it on their PCs. And imagine all the um, response from it and all yeah, of that the-
2: probably was a big motivator.
3: Yeah, Just- well, we were talking about it at the time. I had Jeff Grubb on and he and I were discussing it and we said, like, if it's leaking on the internet, you're losing money by not selling it yeah. because people are just downloading it now and playing it on their PCs. You may as well release it officially and make some bloody money off the thing. Yeah. Everyone wants it. Like, why wouldn't you? The port's done. Just work it out, whatever you got to work out and release it.
1: Yeah. I'd I'd love to, you know, slip into odd jobs shoes again. He was, he was my height. So I'm fine with that. Um, (laughs) You know, I know a lot of people, Our job was like, you know, if you chose our job and you were playing split screen, you were a jerk. I know that was kind of like because he was shorter than everyone else for the hitbox. But and aiming <laughs> up and down wasn't
2: exactly super easy. No. Like mostly you're just turning left and right and shooting. You know? <laughs> have any
1: of you ever tried to pick up an N sixty four pad after not touching it for like fifteen yes. years? Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. Used, I swear to God, I used to be so good at perfect dark mm-hmm. on N sixty four. Like I was like, wow, this I'm incredible. I'm I an artist. incredible. I have
2: incredible memories of playing uh, 007 Agent Under Fire on PlayStation 2 yeah. with friends, like four player split screen. And we were amazing at thing grappling, hooking here, like yeah. shooting rockets from midair across the whole map, <laughs> hitting targets and stuff like that. Man, I remember being amazing at this game um yeah but everything post Call of Duty 4 has destroyed all of those memories <laughs> like you are you are an alien in a weird uninhabitable world when you hold a controller on an ancient FPS game it's just like what the what the I, fuck? I, I, can't oh,
0: yeah.
1: I can't compute how my brain used to be able to do it that, I know. that's what and blows my mind. as I'm well like, perspective what?
3: is a bitch oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah like I, I remember mm-hmm. I, I booted up my dreamcast a long long time ago and chucked MDK 2 in and I'm just like, wait, how the do I look you up control and down? Those. There's no other analog stick. I've got to use my buttons to look up and down and stuff. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we did this for that. And we use, enjoyed it.
2: You had to use the buttons to go forward, down, yeah. left, and
3: right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, man, I just, wow. And we love that shit, too. Like, we loved it. We but we didn't have no perspective,
2: you know? At the, right. at the time, that was the only way you did it. So it's like.
3: Yeah. Yep.
1: Pretty much. Now, um, the only other thing I think that is worth quickly, quickly gliding over before we we really get into the meat and potatoes of, of Killer Instinct and what, what and who a potential remake, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, might be. Um, we saw more Halo, randomly mm. <laughs> earlier. I don't know where. Was it this week? It was. It feels like it was last yeah. week. I've had a very long week, so it was Monday. I think it just dropped Halo Infinite. Campaign, amazing, I thought. But what do you guys think? Did you were you in, as impressed as I think 3-4-3, three, four, three, three, four, three, Yeah, hoped that you would be, or is it more a case of you were like, okay, it's better, but is it not good enough? What What were your opinions, impressions?
2: I guess I'll go first. I mean, yeah, for me personally, it. that 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 previous demonstration, the one that essentially made them decide, okay, we're delaying <laughs> this bitch. Um, <laughs> that 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 demo definitely didn't impress it didn't look like a game that was specifically next gen compared to what like you stuck that next to a demon souls trailer and it's just like mm. what the hell something is definitely wrong um yeah and now i think it 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 has absolutely shaped up to be something that looks next generation right it took them yeah. a year into next gen to do it but the fact that they 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 committed to it and they didn't release a product that was eventually going to hit their fiscal that they needed to and just eat and just bite the bullet and prey on games pass. Right. Uh, they stuck to it. And I think it's showing it's showing what an an extra year practically of polish will do to a game. And it's Mm. important. Polish is like arguably more important now, uh, for the current generation of games than most of like, I'd argue it's just as important as some of like the prototyping phases and alpha phases and everything else that happens during development. Mm. Like Agreed. it's maybe before, not as much, maybe in the Xbox 360 era, not as much. But now it's really when people can investigate things so hard, it's really important. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I really loved everything I saw. I know, and Nick, I'm going to risk landing you in some controversy here. I know when you originally saw it. Yeah, I'm going to do it because, you know, I'm your pal and this is, this is kind of my job. Mm you you saw we all saw the original trailer we were a bit like yeah I need to rewatch that again and then you know we reacted much like the rest of the community last year you've seen the new one you perhaps didn't think it was as much of a glow-up as you were expecting is that a fair oh, paraphrasing? I was on our
3: Halo podcast the other day we were talking about it it look it's an improvement don't get me wrong like it's a noticeable improvement I just because I was under the impression initially like many of us were that the delay was for the visuals, because that's where the harshest reaction was. I just didn't think that the difference was befitting of a one-year delay. Like, we keep getting told how games come together in the last three, four, five, six months. Like, games really come together at the end. So to me, the, the difference looked like that. It looked like as if the game had come together between July 2020 and November 2020 as opposed to a full year and a bit it still looks good don't get me wrong it does look nice yeah i don't
1: want anyone to you know take you incorrectly i I understand what you mean i I feel like uh, infinite
2: is one of those games that because it's changing so much from what the previous ones were like the Mm. the streaming capabilities of their engine had to be put to the test because they have bigger Mm. environments like the the overall direction and structure of how the game even functions is going to be dramatically different than the previous games. It reminds me a lot of like Elden Ring, which is most likely the issues that FromSoft was running into, why Elden Ring was Mm -hmm. talked about and delayed so much. Um, I mean, even, even outside of the pandemic issues, I think a lot of it boils down to this isn't the way they normally make games. Suddenly they're making these giant environments and huge open worlds that have to be interacted with and functional and suddenly mm. they're having to they're having to fix issues that they've never even we don't even know what the hell's going on like
1: <laughs> yeah. when, when the
2: game is functioning on a completely different level like it, it's it's a different beast and suddenly you feel like you have to start all over again
1: yeah mm. I, I i can agree with that and i think as well there's a lot of disparity people go oh you know it you know why doesn't it look as good as and you know pick, pick an open world game that looks really pretty you know division whatever and really Halo does a lot of things, and I don't think a lot of people particularly take this into account. All the physics interactions, all the objects flying Mm -hmm. around. 100%. There's a lot more going on because it's so much more of a driven sandbox type of game than perhaps something like The Division or Far Cry, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. um, I think that there's definitely a lot, and I think this is why Co-op Campaign, the more I saw of that, the the lack of Co-op at launch started to sting even more because gameplay-wise what I saw i absolutely loved i thought it i thought it just ticked all of my boxes it super but, engaging yeah and then i was mm. really sad that i don't get to jump in with friends and and play around in that big sandbox yeah. right but hey, that's another.
2: We'll just... That's a whole other part of it now that they got yeah. to figure yeah. out you know something you would think that oh but they did this this many times before and it's like dude the industry is not full of you just throw money at it and it works yeah like microsoft has been doing that with a lot of projects for a very long time to <laughs> some interesting <laughs> results and <laughs> maybe not always get the result that you were maybe expecting. Um, yeah. And I think Infinite is like a good example of that, like especially mm-hmm. what we saw like last year where it's like this game probably costs so much absurd amount of money, it's insane. And for it to look like this is a perfect example of like the industry is made by these games are made by people, right? They're yeah. not made by mm-hmm. committees. They essentially boil down to we don't have the people that know how to work our engine to do this, they have to learn how to do this shit, man. Yeah. So we can't just go we can't just go poach somebody from like Activision or Ubisoft yeah, that knows how to do open world come. because they're not
1: going to know what the hell to
2: do with what
1: we have. So yeah. mm. it's it's fascinating to see it all come together. And hey, for everyone watching, we've got like four weeks and a bit. Bef- I mean, that sounds crazy to say, but can't it's lie. true four, four five weeks ish, something like that, 40 something days. Can't um, it's going to be a fun time. I'm having a LAN party doing multiplayer for. Yeah, four days so late, solid, living in my own filth um really looking forward to yep. it no wife no kids I've heard it's gonna such be great.
2: good things about the multiplayer too like I oh, so that last well. beta so it apparently killed it people loved it yeah, yeah. it was so good
1: it's probably it's up there as you know Halo 5 was really great in terms of as a yeah. multiplayer game and I think Infinite straddles the perfect line between bringing in people that preferred that Halo 3 or Halo Halo ce style kind of art etc cetera, etc cetera, but with very modern, very slick. It just feels good to play. I can't wait. I love, really? I
2: love the big team battle stuff. I've oh. always loved it. So when I heard yeah. that, like, oh yeah, there's like 32, 24 player, like big team 24. battle, I'm like,
1: real? Yeah, 12v12. Mm. And it all And feel- right,
2: like even, even that's a lot. Like they, they yeah. took that away from Call of Duty like many years ago until even just recently, they started adding it back in and now Call of Duty is going all 32 versus 32, yeah. which is awesome because it's on smaller maps. I truly love the chaos I'm yeah. a first-person shooters, multiplayer. So I'm really excited to play, uh, to actually give it a shot.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I played a little bit of the the Battlefield 2042 beta, and I was discussing this with a friend of mine. 128 players, and I'm like, it's just a number at that point. Like it, it's so large. Like I don't feel I can have this like my own player agency. Because I much I, prefer it's smaller. Yeah.
2: Like it, mm. the map is so big. That it doesn't really that number doesn't really mean anything anymore. There's so many like proxy fights happening across the entire mm. map that one doesn't really have an impact on the other. Yeah, you're practically playing in like different lobbies. You know. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. It's really odd. specifically it's just, jump in a plane and go over there, right?
1: Exactly. And, and Halo B T B is still great in that you know you can you can stick on a squad and but you're still having that overall effect. You can feel everything that's going on within that map. So it's going to be great. It's five weeks, guys. We'll make it. Anyway, so we've we've got, that's pretty much the news of the week. There's probably some other things. eh, You know, we're here to talk about Killer Instinct. We have Mm. arguably the expert on Killer Instinct. If you haven't subbed, watched uh, Max's deep dives into all of the background of Killer Instinct, and I think you're quite a large proponent on this platform, right? And if anything, I'm more surprised that if there is a game in active development, you're not a part of it. I think that's, mm. I think that's fair to say, right? I, think I thought the, I thought the same thing, you <laughs> know the, the I mean, Hashtag bring back KI, you, you, you pushed this mm. really, really hard and it would, it, it would genuinely, I think I said it on the podcast when Nick said the rumor, it would surprise me that they've not reached out and said, who should we have from a community lead point of view yeah. or a feedback point of view? I wonder if there's well, anyone out there. We've had a couple of pretty
2: successful fighting game focused Twitter, like hashtag campaigns that I guess I'll call mm. them. And, a couple years ago was hashtag bring back ki and now recently hashtag free marvel versus capcom 2 and i very specifically chose time frames related to uh i'll just say moments that i think would be good to, to rally support right and killer instinct was right around that time frame even though it was a couple years ago where um based on some things i was hearing i'm like time to rally the troops if uh if this is a situation where people need to th- This is about getting something made, right? This is about people that are in decision-making processes to realize that you can make money. Like, uh, it's people say, like, but they're just going to jump in and do something and just try to make a quick buck. Like, I want that. Like right. I want them to jump in and realize that there's an opportunity and a lot of people that would be willing to spend money for these things to exist. Right. This is the tough part with like classic games, even where people it's clearly a market here. It would, it would easily make money, but nobody wants to commit to it. It doesn't have a champion. So KI, uh around 2019, I I definitely had an inclination that this is a good moment to do this. I'm gonna time to rally the troops and see how many how many people love KI and mm-hmm. let's see if we can show it. And guess what? Everybody showed up and a ton of people showed up and the support was ridiculous. And we held tournaments and we held events and there were 40,000 something people watching even a recent hashtag bring back KI tournament yeah, that we held said. earlier this year in February. Mm-hmm. So those are some I didn't think that that would breach our Marvel versus Capcom events on Twitch. But it did. It actually got more viewership. Wow. So a lot of people give a shit about KI and enjoy watching. It's so fun a to watch. Seven, eight year old game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's in the, the same way, like
3: game to watch. with Marvel Love versus it.
2: Capcom too, there are very specific timings that I wanted to do this to try to get some eyes and ears in the places that they needed to be. Um, and I, I honestly hope, I really hope that this had an impact because I, I'm not lying, man. One of the most like frustrating things that I remember happening was. Learning that Banjo-Kazooie made it into Smash Brothers because a ton of people told Phil to put Banjo into Smash on mm. Twitter Like that yeah. was the actual backstory of it happening. So mm. I'm like So <laughs> We can't get a new Killer Instinct? Just tweet. We can't give Killer Instinct like a little bit of a, a tiny bit of like a budget this time because I mean I think it's been wildly uh, with all the documentaries and everything that have been made about KI now I think it's been wildly understood Um, and even someone that worked in the game, that the game was very... uh, uh, It was a little XBLA game. This was not... Mm. This was like... You you remember that? There was like a Hydro Thunder game. I use this example. There's like a Hydro Thunder game that came out around the same time on Xbox 360, right? Yep. Mm. Killer Instinct would arguably have a similar budget, if not less than that. So this game was started and made... Talking like initially like Double Helix. This game was started by people that just really gave a shit and saw that they had like Mm. an opportunity and they knocked it out of the park. And then the people that took it Took it forward, which was Iron Galaxy. Knocked it out of the park again. It was like a combination of just spiritual alignment that yeah. got all these things to happen. But mm. moving Ki forward is a different story now. Like that game was successful, yep. and a lot of people, ten million plus downloads back in twenty seventeen. That That's was those four years ago. They were at ten million downloads. It's a big deal, regardless if the game was free or not. That's a big mm. fucking number, man. So I don't know. To me, it's like. If you want to move KI forward and if you want to take it into something that is like a new generation, nobody's going to work for just as much money as they used to. Yeah, (laughs) You know, because all these mm. systems and stuff that fighting games have now are not cheap to make. So Microsoft has to like pony up. They have to be willing to approach this game, not as a tiny little XBLA game and just pray that people give a shit enough to just dedicate Mm. their life to it and want to like have an impact because they already got that twice with Iron Galaxy and Double Helix.
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and i guess from a from a development perspective and i think this is this is my concern and you know full disclosure i am not a fighting game fan mostly because i'm terrible at them right and i have low patience and I get angry very easily, um, so you know I it's, it's I'm not particularly personally invested on it. From a platform point of view, it would be wonderful for Microsoft to realise its potential. You know, it serves to have niche. their own it Smash Brothers. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And Nick's made this argument before that it is the Xbox Smash Brothers. There's yes. so much opportunity. I can see a super chat in in the chat that kind of touches on this. We'll get to it in a second. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But my concern is. Double Helix and what they made was so great, and no one expected it out of Double Helix. This unknown studio, untested in this genre. Boom! Suddenly they came out with this great netcode. The, you know, it felt good to play. It looks good. Strider was good. Strider was good. good, Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, those were being made in 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 house at the same. I can tell you because I was working on the uh, the Ki trailers with Double Helix in house, and I was I was an unpaid like consultant pretty much because they didn't have the budget for any of it but they did have the budget to eventually hire me to do trailers so that's what i did that's awesome um Mm. but when it came to like testing things i remember when like counterbreaker came online they're like let's see how max reacts to this and there was there was (laughs) like this sort of like inherent thing of like see what max has to say about this thing because i would just drive three hours down to their office just to just to give it a shot because i was like oh hell yeah i was just super into it yeah so i mean obviously because it was ki and uh being being around all of that with strider like literally right next door striders like my favorite fighting game character of all time i'm like where am i what is my (laughs) life right now this is so cool (laughs) wasn't being paid for much but i mean just to feel like you were a part of something that the devs cared about like making fans if not like me happy because i was obviously their demographic right they essentially had like a free uh what's it called focus testing every single time i went Mm. down there to check shit out
1: yeah and and then obviously it gets moved over to Wine galaxy and they successfully and you know think about what we've where we've seen studios pick up another person's work Mm. and actually pull it off you know we were just talking about halo this is 343's third attempt and they've made some blunders right let's be fair Mm -hmm. um but yet somehow iron galaxy came in and they pulled it off and they improved upon and they added to and i guess my my overarching question is is there concern from you that if it is in active development Whose hands is it in, and are they the right hands to bring the game back to the level it already was in 2013?
3: He is, he is worried. If it's if it's happening, he is worried. Don't worry, I watch
2: this. Uh, It's the number one concern of mine. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) it's the the main concern of mine. Is like, you you can't release um, another Killer Instinct game, and suddenly the netcode isn't as good as the previous game.
1: That would be bad
2: killer instinct was one of the first games to really define quality online net play you know where systems work and they work pretty dang well uh even even like its lobby had big issues for a long time it's lobby systems but they eventually added recent patches that actually fixed it so Mm. i i i this is the challenge that ki has set upon itself right that microsoft i think kind of has where i sort of relate to what phil said when he was on another podcast when everybody was asking him about killer instinct suddenly and Mm -hmm. even the the podcast guys were like okay so we just have to ask you phil like what what's going on with ki like off script and he had a pretty he had a response that i truly believe where he's like we want to find the right people to make the game like we don't we didn't forget Mm. about it we need to find the right people to make this thing happen and everyone was sort of under the impression and me too that that could be iron galaxy that they're just waiting Mm -hmm. for iron galaxy to be finished with what they are working on because they've been working on something for a while so um it was one of my impression that oh that's great you know what that's actually a great situation that they're just going to wait for IG and right, IG the brings right the band on. back together and they uh, and they uh, kick ass great like they actually get a big budget to make a, a new ki that'd be amazing, um, but the more it seems like from you know the rumor if all this stuff has not en- end up happening that that might not be the case, so yeah. I, and it's I, not another realm it's, it's definitely I'd not another realm they're they're plenty Look, busy with their own things,
1: yeah no, now, I,
3: I, I I know I had I had like. Whenever we've discussed it in the Discord, which we have many times, I've always worked under the assumption that I and Galaxy aren't doing it. So my preferences would have... Because obviously Double Helix is no longer a thing. Oh, no. My preferences would have been either Dimps or Enway. But I don't know if Enway are a big enough studio to handle what KI needs to be They're now. They're pretty small. Yeah, they're they're absolutely. essentially a
2: mobile developer that moved into console development with Power yeah. Rangers Battle for the Grid, um, but, but that's a good game. I would bro. be very surprised if Enway was taking Ki, uh, yeah. just because I don't know if they have, I don't know if they have the assets to pull off like a yeah, big yeah. budget fighting game. Like I just don't know if they have the systems to be honest. Like yeah, or yeah. the engine expertise to be honest. Because I think I think Power Rangers still runs on their mobile engine on console. Oh, wow. wow, I think I think so. I would have to get confirmation because I, I've yeah, had some yeah. friends that have worked there. So I don't know. I'd have to find out. Um, oh, wow. But e- even like you have to think about like how risky that is. Like, say Enway got the contract for KI. Right. And then hmm. Microsoft's asking for all this stuff and all these online functionality things and all these systems and stuff that granted Power Rangers does do. So it could possibly do it. Um, But the huge amount of increase as far as like how many characters will have to be available how mm. visually that game is going to have to behave mm. you, would, you would like to think that if microsoft is going to reintroduce a killer instinct it's not going to look like a double a game you know it's probably going to have yeah. to look pretty good
1: yeah you'd want yeah. you want all the bells and whistles right it might um,
2: it, i i honestly like if, if they're trying to compete with sony where everything sony puts out that is first party if that's like the goal of theirs everything sony puts out looks like it's beyond movie quality and stuff like that then they have to sort of got a harsh reminder with halo infinite that okay all right yeah we get it man like we're gonna have to (laughs) buckle down and make this thing look good and i think they Mm -hmm. did a pretty good job with that yeah so you can't just like jump into it and expect a new ki to look like the old one (laughs) right yeah that's right arguably the old 2013 ki looks better than power rangers in many ways because yeah Mm -hmm. power rangers has had a long time to even get to the visual part that it is right now Yep. If, yep. You to, if you had, if you would have to like drop so much money into expanding that studio and possibly build a new studio, you have to like go rent new studio property. If you think of it from, from Enway's front, that's super risky because if this doesn't work out mm. and we get one season and they don't like it, what happens to our company? We're literally stuck in a mm. brand new studio we can't pay for anymore and all these employees that are doing nothing like that's super risky. So yeah. it it's does not seem number. like a possibility to me.
3: Yeah. yeah. It, it's, uh, with it's me, true. it was more. I, I wanted a studio that could handle KI systems. Like, so I, in my head, it was always either Dimps or Ating. I thought Ating did Marvel versus Capcom 3, combo heavy, all that sort of stuff. So I thought maybe they can handle KI. Because for me, yes, it has to be visually nice and everything like that. But for me personally, the most important part was keeping those systems intact gameplay the counters the breakers the shadow counters I completely agree all that sort of stuff has to stay intact
2: I I would I would like to hope I would like to hope that Microsoft fully understands the the mechanics of KI are truly what makes it Mm. special the fact that everything somehow comes together because the mechanics allow it to be so is truly something special especially in the fighting game verse that allows people to have character expression that allows people to play Mm -hmm. games a huge different ways where it focuses more on the mind game instead of like the execution at a front level but at the high level there's absolutely a ton of execution and the game gets super like these are the things that the the hardest thing for a fighting game to do is to be visually striking easy to play hard to master those are hard things to balance and killer instinct did it it actually did it with 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 teams that had not made a ton of fighting games before right so i think it was that fresh take on of it that allowed them to do it so those systems kind of got to go forward i think you you in in my opinion there is room for killer instinct to be um what's it Mm -hmm. called to be more accessible right because ki eventually Mm -hmm. became pretty hard to play it's actually a very hard fighting Mm -hmm. game to be good at because there's so many characters and so much stuff to remember yeah 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 Uh, there's, there's a there's a definite approach for fighting games to become more accessible. The problem is, with a lot of fighting games nowadays, it's all about the accessibility, and that's it. And they hyper-focus on just making it easier to play for newcomers, and we're gonna make it easier for newcomers to beat veterans. The world doesn't work that way. Doesn't matter. No, you yeah. can make anything as easy as it's possible, and it's gonna have the sweatiest, try-hard lords that are gonna be playing it forever, <laughs> and they're just gonna get into it. And you're not gonna stop that. It's, it's, an, it's an unsolvable issue. What you yeah. can yeah. do is simplify, but expand. You can make Mm. things easier to do but give players more options right suddenly you can do more things with combos than before you can maybe do more things in the air or more things with enders i don't know like that's that's generally the approach that fighting games have where it's better if you simplify stuff as long as it's expanded you're expanding what you can do with these characters in this game then we're cool yeah yeah
1: yeah. I think that's true, and I think I'm going to use this uh, kind of pause to segue into an, another variant of, of Killer Instinct.ing We were speaking, and you mentioned Smash Brothers a little bit earlier on this evening, and you know how huge that game is. Um, I think just before we went on air, um, we got a super chat here from Edward King, ten pound. I'm hoping that's representing hitting ten thousand subscribers. Thank you everyone for watching. <laughs> um, hey guys, when when if the new Ki game releases? Would you be open with microsoft including a lot of their own characters like master chief doom slayer or use them as dlc and just keep the core fighters now nick's made this point before that killer instinct could effectively be microsoft smash brothers smash brothers you just because because mm. you've got battletoads in there you've got it was already Gears getting there
3: yeah why not but they've got to be careful they can't <laughs> go overboard with it because in the end it's still killer instinct it's not smash brothers it's still yeah. KI. So obviously, the core fighters all carry forward. Uh, But again, maybe I'm wrong. Max Max would be the better voice on that than I would be. But I don't think you want to saturate the game with too many guest characters. I don't think. No, I
2: I mean, I feel like there needs to be a proper balance. Like you can't just start throwing in Microsoft representatives left and right, left and right. Like Minecraft Mm. dude would not be a good mix in KI. (laughs) I just I feel like that fits Smash Brothers a lot more so you have to be yes haphazard about this um to me yes this this is definitely a game that should act as a platform to highlight Microsoft properties and characters that have existed or currently exists now especially since Microsoft owns way more licensing and properties than they Mm -hmm. have ever before to really explore some of that stuff everyone wanted Doom Slayer in in Smash Brothers, right? It technically happened in the form of a costume, but what if that was a Killer Instinct character? Feels like he fits a bit better in KI, you know? Considering- <laughs> Oh God, Doom yeah. you imagine? Arguably is a Microsoft character at this point. Yes. So, um, i feel like there's a lot of avenues like joanna dark and stuff like that just work yep. like mm. this it would just be so cool to have them in a fighting game of some kind and yeah mm. uh obviously it has it has shown that you can even venture into the more cartoony and weird we have a frog that is wearing glasses, glasses. you know <laughs> and and they made it work like the, the tone of that actually works like i i've always used this as example where I feel, uh, I wonder if I can put it in the chat, where it's like Banjo-Kazooie could work in KI, but just Google Banjo mm-hmm. and Kazooie in real life and you'll start seeing the yeah, images yeah. of exactly what I'm talking about. Like
1: a you real bear know, a real with, bird. with bear. And This oh, giant
2: yeah. condor thing on his back and they work together and they beat your ass.
1: Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it. I'd I love feel, to see that.
3: I'd, I'd, love, I'd love Joanna. Joanna could play a bit like Deadpool in Marvel versus Capcom 3. With the oh, dual yeah. guns and very very similar to Deadpool, I reckon. I reckon that'd be great. I'd be. I'd love to see that. But which Yeah, I excited. completely agree that
2: it's like it's like a platform that allows Microsoft to literally promote other titles that are coming out to it, it, to to be a, uh, a a natural marketing tool to yeah. to pitch other games, much less get people from other games into their game. Because I mean, I don't think MS cares which side makes money as long as they're making money. Yeah. And. Yeah. The other thing I would mention related to it, like being a Microsoft thing now, um, if there is a new Killer Instinct, it should be free to play.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't see a world where it's not going to be. And
2: possibly not like the free to play that KI originally did, where, you know, Killer Instinct was one rotating character that was free. Yeah. And then you had to like buckle down and spend like 20 bucks to get the core roster. Um, No, I mean, like the game should be free to play possibly. Yes. Things, Things like that. I think the the Uh, game should be free to play, but allow you to pick uh, specific characters like approach it like other free to play games have approached it. I think that Mm. would be.
0: Yeah, that's the future
2: for fighting games, man, as reluctant uh, devs are super worried about that being the case because the the fighting games are naturally a risky venture, so they want to see the return of investment like immediately. But yeah, if you want to support it for a long time and actually have it be this thing that grows, a free to play fighting game is the way to go.
1: Yeah. And a high budget one that that is fair and doesn't all, you know, pay to win and stuffed with cosmetics, but is just, you know, balanced well and plays well, that could do really, really well out there. It's what League of Legends is going
2: to do. Yeah. What's going to happen?
1: For sure. For sure. Like, I know people might be a bit disturbed by the flashing image of a realistic bear bear in the bird you know we're we, like we said we're testing out Streamyard tonight it's the first time we're using it expect some hiccups you know it's all okay
2: if you squinted your eyes while it was flashing it became 3d you just missed out on the opportunity <laughs> it,
1: was, it was actually a magic eye yeah it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a real life thing yeah oh man oh shoot
3: <laughs> okay okay uh now we we've got we've still got max for a little bit longer so should we hit
1: Patron I know that there's questions. some community questions for for Max now for yes. our patrons. Um, if you if you're new to this podcast, we've been watching for a while. We always take a moment to thank our patrons um, because they enable us to do so much there's too many of you now for me to read out loud so look at this. i don't have to say any of this i could i know it was too many to
3: read it was getting too much to read them all out so i we just did a banner at the bottom and there you go guys you can see yourselves at the bottom now and we don't have to like read out all those names like we used to because max we we started with like a handful of patrons so we're like this is easy we can read out five patron names (laughs) now it's at like a lot more than that so it's becoming too yeah. much to i definitely so, have
2: been in this situation where oh my god yeah, i'm spending yeah. most of the stream reading names
0: yeah
1: so yeah. if you're on the if you're listening to the audio version right now and you know <laughs> that's how you've always listened to it and you're a patron i'm sorry and i love you nonetheless um but yeah so you know like i said Streamyard, new things we'd love the feedback we want to hear if, if you if you like this new modern produced era or not so definitely let us know in the patreon lounge which you can get access to by being a patreon on the xbox era forums um now the second part we do after our patreon is we let our patrons in that section of the forum ask ourselves or our guests community questions funnily enough max there's quite a few specifically being thrown at you because you're here so, uh, as we've got you mm-hmm. for a limited amount of time, and I know we, you know, we'll try and run this as close to the wire as we yeah, can. Yeah,
3: let's pump through. I'll, sure,
1: I'll try and let Nick target the ones that specifically are asking you a question, and then you know, if you have to dash, hopefully we would have got them the answers that they're looking for.
3: Yeah, that maybe that's the way to do it. We'll go with the Ki focused max ones first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go. So we'll go with Hexa first, then. Okay. Uh, hey, all. Thanks for coming on the show, Max. What's your What's your guys' favorite season of characters, one, two, or three? And what is your favorite character from that season? If I can ask another question for Max, I'm sure you've played Capcom versus SNK2. So I was curious, where do you think you'd rank it in your top fighting games list? It's probably my second favorite fighting game behind KI due to its character customization with changing the colors of the clothes and character skins and different use of gauges. Plus, the roster is huge. Uh, Kaio was my favorite fighter. Fun fact, Kaio means today in Japanese. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, lol. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, favorite season? I'd say my, of Mary my favorite the-
2: season outside of season one, which was like the initial World Warrior yeah. roster of K.I., it was probably season three. Um, I really dug what they did with Idol and Tusk, was mm. was a lot of fun too. And uh, I really dug Mira, even though she's like a very difficult to use character. I think they had a lot of really mm. cool stuff, and they were. Um, Iron Galaxy was sort of like fitting into those pants like in season two and trying to figure things out on the fly. And season three was them sort of showing off that, oh, this is what we can actually do. And they started seeing some really cool stuff, including the lighting engine changing around that season. So that was great. Um, I'd say, yeah, I completely agree about CVS2. CVS2 was one of the games I played pretty seriously uh, back in the early 2000s, even before Mm. Third Strike, which is my favorite fighting game of all time. And um, yeah, CVS2... I would like to think is is a game that could potentially come back because it does seem that Capcom and SNK are pretty buddy buddy with each other again ever since some some management has changed over the past year or so. Nice. Um, Between these between these devs. So they seem to be pretty cool with each other on Twitter and To be honest, they just released a Capcom versus SNK game. It was technically SNK versus Capcom. It was the Neo Geo Mm. game. And that took the same sort of agreements to happen to bring back a game like Capcom versus SNK. To me, I feel like it's just an eventuality, more more or less than a licensing nightmare like Marvel versus Capcom, where you gotta get the (laughs) eyes and ears of a (laughs) ton of people to make this shit happen. Disney Um, Marvel. Exactly. So I feel I, I feel Capcom and SNK is something that can definitely happen. And yeah, I agree. CVS2 is easily one of the the best fighting games ever right. um with some genuinely crazy stuff at a high level so it's a fun game yep
1: good answer there okay. you go Hexer.
3: yeah yeah we're trying to pump through uh somnia hi fellas hope you're having a great weekend i'm sure we're all a lot more knowledgeable on killer instinct by now since max is here i felt like my brain was about to overflow with knowledge after his final fantasy 7 remake discussion with easy allies uh if you guys could have one guest character on the new Killer Instinct from any franchise, who would you pick and why?
2: From any franchise. So that means yeah. this means we're breaching out into the realm of yeah, like yeah. impossibility. Um that's right, I guess well, so. for sure.
1: That's where it gets fun.
2: Let's let's do the one that I would personally want in KI, which is a bloodborne hunter feel like that fits perfectly. I knew it's never going to happen. Arguably never going to happen. Um however, if there's one franchise, if not maybe not just one character, but a, a franchise that I think would fit brilliantly with KI uh is Darkstalkers. I feel like Darkstalkers characters oh, yes. are like feel like they're in the same universe. So yes.
0: So That's awesome. I've, I've always a felt really that.
2: And what's funny is that a lot of the devs on Killer Instinct, like the if I don't know if you guys are super aware of like how character archetypes were, but Shadow mm-hmm. Jago is Dimitri. Like his game plan is pretty much Dimitri. What he does, he does <laughs> Demon Cradle. He does the same fireballs. Yeah. Like, and there's a good reason behind that. The 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 combat designers of the game were were huge Capcom fighting game fans, much less Dark Darkstalkers, mm-hmm. competitive Dark Darkstalkers players and competitive Guilty Gear players. So, Mm. weirdly enough, Killer Instinct from its inception back in the 90s, the 95 version of KI, was just a weird hybrid take on what SNK and Capcom and and Netherrealm were doing, Midway was doing at the time with fighting games. They just stuck it into one game and made their own characters. Yeah, yeah. Killer Instinct, there needs to be like a general understanding that Killer Instinct has always been a parody fighting game. It always has from the Mm. 90s all the way until the 2013 and beyond version it's always just taken things that other fighting games do and put its own spin on it it's just trope trope ridden fiesta of just things that just exist and they just have their own crazy <laughs> spin on it right uh and i think that's like a big thing like an understanding of what killer instinct is that yeah like that's the point you just take the things that are fun about every other fighting game and stick it into one game yeah yeah
1: great philosophy yeah. why not
3: you know you know what max should do max should do like You should do a documentary, Max. Do a documentary on KI. I reckon you should. Oh, trust me. Others have. And
2: I'm already, uh, if you check out, hold back to block. Yeah, I've seen Uh, it. There's a, there's a two hour documentary just on Killer Instinct moving from Double Helix to Iron Galaxy with, Hmm. with all the MS, Double Helix and uh, IG devs, including myself. And he's also followed up and had huge interviews and behind the scenes with Mick Gordon. Around the making of the music oh. for Killer Instinct, and how Mick in season one went in the negative. He didn't. He made no money. He actually mm, I money you said that made no money on season one because at that time he was essentially like uh, a risk. They didn't. <laughs> people didn't know really who Mick was as much at the time. Uh mm. but then the dude would go on to make friggin' like the most iconic fighting game soundtrack of all time. And then he went on to make yeah. Doom. So it's like, oh, this is clearly one of the greatest video game composers that has ever existed. You know? <laughs> so that's like it's some truly interesting stuff that that KI paved the, the way for. And if you want if you check out um Hold Back to Block on YouTube, there's some amazing work that the guy's done on it because he knows the, the story that KI is super unique. Yeah. yeah.
3: I'll have to watch that. I still think I still want you to do one. Like okay. full on in depth, <laughs> sure. like into how yeah, it when started, you got and <laughs> a, a part of me still wishes that the three sixty port came out. I reckon that would have. Yeah, cool.
2: it was this little. I mean, that's the thing. It was this little three Xbox three sixty XBLA game. It was not going to mm. be the, the initial. What what Double Helix got was not a an Xbox One launch game at the start. Mm. It was just XBLA division is like, hey, we don't have a fighting game. We should do a fighting game. <laughs> like that's how it started. <laughs> like that was literally
3: a. Unreal. That's uh I, I still wish we got that port. Um Phalaxus, quick one. Hey gang, who's the best fighter amongst the Xbox era crew and why is it not Nick? No, it's Nick. Uh PS, no friends tangent this week, unless no no no, it's I, me. I, I don't know, my, man. Before I KI, rumors. before KI, I was all about Virtua Fighter. All about Virtua Fighter. Like I, you know, I, I remember my brother had this mate who was one of the best virtual fighter players in the state in, in this state. And he's like, man, you've got to play him. You've got to play him. I keep telling him how you play virtual fighter so much. And the guy came over, we're playing virtual fighter for Evo. And I absolutely mopped the floor with him. I was like, I love virtual fighter, even to this day. Um,
1: I don't know. I I took this question in a different tangent. I thought it was asking literally Queensbury rules who would oh, who would win a fight, fight amongst fight. the Xbox Series crew and I, an I've heard rumor fight. you skip leg day so we already then, know your weak I, point
3: I would probably break my wrists if I punch someone like my wrists <laughs> would probably just break like I I, I I'm not strong I'm not a, no, no 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 I'm not a fighter these hands There's clearly a winner on these hands everybody's here yeah that's really right. or of digital i don't know i'm of the digital variety definitely not not a real one no way
1: if i was to put money um, on an xbox Series crew member though it'd be blast the base like he's got I've, I've seen him i've seen him playing he does a lot of you know music live music he's carrying loads of gear all the yeah. time he's probably got some heft to him probably. he's one to watch but yeah fun question okay uh
3: frank Ortiz, i think uh well with the japanese fighting game expert on of course i need to ask max this Do you think a big publisher or first party will ever take a risk with indie fighting game developers? Ones who come to mind are Arika. Arika Studios, who is run by Akira Nishitani and Akira Yasudo. I hope I'm not butchering these names. No, you're you're saying right. Uh, 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 Akira Nishitani was the guy that pretty much made Street Fighter 2. Yes. And that's what he says here. Who made Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter EX for Capcom. I actually liked EX. That was good. Yeah. Uh or lightweight, who made Bushido Blade for Square Enix. Both companies unfortunately have been reduced to support studios who will pick up any work to survive. With Phil scrounging around the world looking for talent, perhaps this is the time. Thank you, gentlemen. Max, may you forever be showered with <laughs> I don't wanna say I don't wanna say that. What the
1: hell does that say for you? It, to... can't, it can't
3: be good. <laughs> <laughs> what it yeah, the buildup was there, and I don't know if I want another payout. <laughs> may you forever be showered with big titty anime women for all eternity. Godspeed. <laughs> oh,
2: bro. That's what bro, I
3: said want to that out. Chinese <laughs> <laughs> watch, out. but okay.
2: Uh, oh my god! Wow. I <laughs> I uh, I definitely see where he's coming from. Where it's like but if, the they, if they go to yeah, where if they go to Arika if they go to um well you gotta you gotta think like dimps and aiding are that now like they were yes. they were premier fighting game developers 10 years ago dude like that was the thing mm-hmm. about those two devs is that i don't think they've really made any other fighting games in a long time aiding has another mm-hmm. project working on right now that is a dungeon fighter duel game that we've seen very little on it's not out yet and they're working oh. on it with Arc system works um Okay. Yeah, I think I think it really depends, like, because you, you're not going to want to go to Aureka or or potentially any of these other meager, practically like double A studios now. Mm-hmm. If you want to turn, it depends on what scope Microsoft wants for KI. Like, do they want to do they want to take this to big giant fighting game devs, a la like Capcom or Bandai mm-hmm. Namco or right? Who It depends on who they have relationships with already. It really depends on like. Yeah, who have they been talking to that would want to take on this project? Because I would like to think that they don't want to change the identity of Killer Instinct and turn it into like a 3D brawler. You know, that mm. they would actually keep it like a 2.5D fighting game that people knew and love and grew to like over the past seven, eight years. So yes. there's there's very few options at that point. It's like you got to start mm. considering who who could be in that in that list of like, how much money do they want to spend on this stuff? Do they want to go like super high end and approach the bigger devs like the two I just mentioned? Do they want to potentially go to SNK? Do they want to like, there's, there's a few options in there. Do they want to potentially reach out to cyber connect too? Like there's a, Mm. there's quite a few devs that are really good at combat and it depends on the, the biggest challenge here is the language barrier. The the biggest challenge of, of a, a lot of killer instinct has a lot of crazy systems and subsystems and it's just finding a developer that would be willing to uh, easily communicate with Microsoft, especially if it's overseas.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: it is. It's, it's actually quite a big deal. Um, okay. Anorexic. Hello, prestigious gentlemen and prestigious guest Maximilian. I've been out of the loop of the fighting game scene over the last decade and have no idea if an arcade presence is as important as it was in the late nineties or two thousands, specifically in regards to fighting games and their popularity. Did Killer Instinct 2013 even have a presence? I don't think it did. And if not, do you think this hurt the game's popularity? Do not discount the fact that being a launch title on a console with a freshly damaged reputation was a massive hurdle (laughs) to the game's popularity. (laughs) Finally, if there is to be a KI sequel, should an arcade version be considered? Thanks so much.
2: It's a good question. And I think for someone that held on to um, the value of the arcade Mm -hmm. scene for fighting games for as long as I did, uh, it's worth knowing that the answer is no, uh, the answer is that there is no direct scene that is big enough to sustain what they would need for it to cost to make. Right. Mm. Uh, even in Japan, w- w- the, the bigger thing is I- I'm talking actually pre pandemic in, in a post pandemic situation, it's significantly harder where any place that might've had like a growing arcade scene. In 2019 is practically non-existent. And it's you're you're pretty much limited mm-hmm. to very small locations of people that are just hardcore from like 20 years ago. It's yeah. it's difficult now. And even even to the point where one of the biggest arcade developers there is, which was Raw Thrills, had to port one of their games to uh to recent hardware when before in the past they said they would never do that. They said they would that our games are arcade games, that's the way they are, because they make a ton of arcade games, but yeah. Um, push comes to shove. Well, we can't be doing nothing. And they mm. made a switch port of uh cruising USA and it was great or cruising blast. It was great. So mm. I, I think the chance of that being a thing is extremely low, much less being considered for the future is also extremely low because the uh, the unfortunate the unfortunate situation is that
3: the future is online. Yep. Did yep. did Street Fighter 5 get an arcade version? It, did. it didn't, did it? Oh, it it did. did
2: four years into its into its already existing development.
3: Wow, oh, wow. it was
2: very weird.
3: <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. So so hold on. Four years. It in, never so came out
2: anywhere that, outside of
3: Japan. I was about to say it wouldn't. It's have, called and that three fighter five type arcade. arcade. Wow. How strange that is. Yeah. Why would that happen four years later?
2: Capcom <laughs> works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Capcom Capcom and their fighting game division over the past. uh Eight years since, like Street Fighter Cross Tekken, works in st- has worked in strange and mysterious ways.
3: Four years—that's so weird. It's very weird.
1: What a strange choice. Man, yeah, yeah. tell me hey. about it, Capcom. Okay,
3: uh, next one. Do. We're, we're doing okay, I think. Um, yeah, Vini Thirteen. Uh, evening all. I've been really interested by all the Ki chat in recent weeks. I uh, only have any real experience with 3D fighters, uh, Tekken specifically. How accessible do you think KI is to pick up in 2021-22 as preparation for whenever we get a new version? P.S., thank you for the Omega Rally Championship code. The driving model in that game is indeed excellent. They should totally reboot Micro Machines with this control scheme. That's right, Vinny. That is what I was <laughs> saying. NREXIC made a great little game in Omega Rally Championship. It's just the creator's collection game, but the driving model he has for a rally game in it is great and it could easily work for a new rock and roll racing, Micro Machines, take your pick. Max would be aware of all these games because Max is probably a very similar age to me and we would have grown up on the same games. Did you like rock and roll racing? I have no idea what it is.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Is betrayed live. I'm sorry. It's oh, glorious. glorious. Rock glorious.
3: and roll, uh, it's by- Blizzard owns it.
2: Oh, it's that uh, one. Yeah. Okay. They made it. Didn't they just make uh They released uh, yes. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think it was the Digital Collection. Eclipse just made a yes. port of it.
3: Yes. Um, rock and roll racing. And that was that isometric view. Yeah. Um, I guess Mario Kart before Mario Kart almost.
2: Yeah. I know, I know um, what you're talking
3: about now. Yes. And the driving model that Anorexic has in Omega Rally Championship would work brilliantly on a modern day um rock and roll racing micro those are those kind of, of game. games
2: that feel like there should be rock and roll racing 99 or something like that or like the, yes, that, that isometric right. perspective like racing game would be brilliant if you had like a ton of people on the track at the same time and you were just oh, all yes, grinding yes. it out to get like those those games like which are a bit more simple and focused in design feel like they would that's fit right. like giant multiplayer schemes really well <laughs> yeah
1: it's yes. just a giant well, battle royale like if you're last you're yes. knocked out and the last yes. well, so there's
2: like a barrier that closes in and oh. knocks people out yeah, 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 yeah. That, that dude that you're what you're explaining is what my idea has been for f-zero for the past like five years where it's just like <sighs> f-zero should have 99 players and it just slowly zooms in and then kills people on the back end Excellent. until it's one person <laughs> left
1: someone well, needs yes, to make but, it the money is waiting mega, on the table
3: a mega rally championship is a game that you get if you sub to our Patreon, um, it's not something we advertise. It's just something that we do for our patrons. We give them a free copy. Um, well, and how accessible now back to the question, how accessible do you think KI is in 2021, 2022? So the, I think the good it's still fairly okay. It's pretty
2: good. Like the nice thing is that Killer Instinct always has a pretty good populace of people playing. If you're going to go online at Mm. like three o'clock in the morning, it's going to be a little difficult. You're only going to find the hardcore Mm -hmm. dudes. But yeah, being a game that is crossplay between uh, Windows and Xbox and even in some fashion, Steam. uh, Mm. Yes, yeah, there there is a pretty good amount of people that'll be complete noobs and you can jump in and play. Um, Vinny was mentioning Tekken and was sort of comparing it to Tekken in many ways. And funny enough, if the if the impression is that would your very limited experience stand any chance uh, against like skilled players in Ki, then it's about identical to Tekken, where Tekken's barrier of uh of skill gap, like how how much it takes to become really good at Tekken, is about arguably as much as Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct to be really good at it will take you years. There is so much mm. stuff to remember when wow. you're not playing it at a mm-hmm. casual level. It is a very difficult game to be really good at. Um, And that's because the roster eventually got big and Tekken's a game also that is a legacy game with a ton of moves and people just had to play this stuff for years to know how to block everything and what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily enough, KI is insanely accessible at a low level. It's arguably one of the most fun fighting games if you're just hitting buttons. You just see stuff happen and it feels great. But the best part is that unless you start having an understanding of the game and you get an understanding of what's happening, it's not difficult to be in somebody else's head and directly take advantage of that like it puts the mind games at an absolute surface level in the same way that with Tekken at an early at a very early level, you're trying to like block everything until Mm -hmm. it takes you a while where it's like, well, you know, you're not gonna be able to block everything, man, like, that's kind of the way these games work. It's not going to be designed for you to be able to block everything. That's the point. So that's that's an important thing to understand in terms of accessibility. Ki is definitely a game where you'll have fun at a, at a low level, but if you yep. want to approach it and take it seriously, oh, there's plenty of people that still play, <laughs> and they are super
3: good. They're sweaty as <laughs> yeah. You are not gonna. You are. Ass.
2: It it if 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 the question is like and then that's that sucks. Fighting game shouldn't be that way. No no no. There should. Uh, fighting games should have a skill gap. Like that's what makes Mm -hmm. them special. There should be, you watch somebody really good at the game should look very different from people that are at the mid to lower level. It should look like a completely different game so that you have something aspired to build up towards. Yeah,
1: otherwise, what's the point in- Otherwise, what's the point?
2: Exactly. Even, uh, that's wonderful to hear you say that because I know you're not big into fighting games, right? But to have people understand that like, you, you have to understand you can't be amazing at something if you just picked it up and expect to beat the best people right yeah like mm. that, that's a that's a general understanding that I think people have but for some reason developers still are trying to do that <laughs> like,
1: I, I, can we just make the game fun <laughs> well I think I think there's a huge argument and you know my biggest point of reference for that is is Halo the backdrop sure. gives it away I'm a big a big Halo fan when I played. Halo C E and I was I was like I was the best. I was the best among my small group of friends. It wasn't online, so I didn't have anyone to really go up against. And then Halo Two came out and I realized I was terrible because suddenly there was this echelon of players I was like oh my god I am getting wiped out what I thought I was the best in, and it pushes and drives you to get better and better
2: in fighting and, games we call that basement warriors where essentially <laughs> you're the best out of a group of friends and you think you're super right. good at the game and then you either go to an arcade or in this situation you jump online in higher ranks and you just realize that oh
1: i've got surprised oh, scrap- I, oh, oh i'm not that good
2: actually oh like there's all this stuff that i'm missing you know that's yeah, and, that's an and important that's what, part
1: yeah and that's what led me led me to love halo even more and, and play more and you know i don't play so much but i can still hold my own because i've got a lot of muscle memory there yeah you know i might not be as quick reaction wise as the young whippersnappers nowadays but i i'm more seasoned that's exact, that's how i'm viewing it <laughs>
2: you'd, you'd, be, you'd be shocked how all this stuff is the exact same thing in fighting games where retapping into that muscle memory is exactly what it is you just need to be familiar with these situations, be mm. around them enough where they become normal situations and suddenly they're not scary and you know what to do.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Some something back said just reminded me of my favorite story about Marvel versus Capcom two. I went to an arcade once. For for the Australians watching, I went to the Crown Casino in Melbourne where they used to have a basement arcade. Started playing Marvel versus Capcom two on a dual-sided cabinet. Yeah. Halfway through playing, realized back was broken, so I couldn't block wow Marvel vs. capcom 2 which you really (laughs) need to do in marvelous capcom unless you're a gun attacker like you got you gotta be able to block and then like halfway through i hear bing 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 on the other side you've got a new challenger i'm like no i can't block i reckon i went through five guys before they finally took me down in marvelous capcom 2 without being able to block i was wrapped i was so proud of myself
1: Proudest so moment. Proud. Put it on your CV. Yep.
3: yep. As far as <laughs> fighting <laughs> Resonato, <laughs> uh, I was so proud of myself that it took five of them before I finally went down. It was great. Uh, okay. Uh, where's the next Ki one? Okay. Morphentus has given us two questions, and he said pick one or the other. One talks about Ki. What new or improved features do we want to see in a new Killer Instinct? Max would definitely the best. That's two. a loaded <laughs>
1: like- question.
2: So, luckily, KI already, I mean, in its current iteration, is a pretty feature-rich game. There's a ton mm. of single-player stuff. Like, like if I can just briefly mention what single-player is, there's, there's an arcade mode with simple endings, right, mm. the usual in Season yes. 1. In Season 2, I put together the story mode with Double Helix, I'm sorry, with Iron Galaxy, oh, where wow. I was the cinematics director and there was a story guy. And I had very little influence on the story outside of a couple of beats, but... We had multiple cutscenes that played out machinima style throughout the game because um, we had very little budget to actually add a story mm. mode. So there was like there's an intro. There was a middle sex sequence. There was an end and you had to play through all these fights that were story sequence for every new character in the game uh, season three. They don't have a story mode like that one, but they have um, a giant Shadow Lords mode, which is like a world mm. tour mode where you level up your character and get items and abilities all to take down the super big bad guy, the the Shadow Lord bad dude Gargos in the end that is a crazy hyper buffed out version of Gargos, right? Mm -hmm. So that was like all done uh, already, but that's not it. Like those those three seasons of single player content. And then they added uh, a shadow mode, which is an AI building CPU mode where you can essentially build an AI to fight other people's AIs and it levels up. And the AI would eventually learn how you play and make a simulation of what you do, so mm. uh, people could, without feeling bad, play some of the best players at ki, but just fight their AI if they wanted to. All this stuff was in killer instinct, right? So this is all yeah. this is all just single player, not to mention the online features, like everything that it had, the fact that like its approachability was the way it is. I think honestly like one of the best things that ki can do instead of taking the existing elements that are or, or already people love this stuff this is why ki is such a hard act to follow because it already had all this shit um is to make the game truly free to play i think mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about something that should be improved in ki going forward and where fighting games should go they should make like the core game should be free like and there's the game is hyper focused on cosmetics and you can pay to change Jago's fireball to blue. You can, you can, you can do these things and unlock packs and stuff like that. That'll give you Mm -hmm. secret colors and you can go fight boss fights potentially online. That'll give you, there needs to be stuff like that. There needs to be a consideration for people that fighting games, aren't just a tool to beat somebody else's ass. They need to be accepted that they are video games, right? They are, they are things that people just want to jump in and play. Um, and luckily, old KI had a lot of that, but I think there is room to expand, especially considering how, you know, the way fighting games are currently. So mm. if we're talking about systems like I just I want to see supers, you know, like if we're talking about things that can be improved in Killer Instinct, I would love to see you be able to drop a couple of meters into a big cinematic super in some way. Uh, so uh, cool. what
3: we have with the shadow ones.
2: Um, no. So those are like EX moves, right? For the most part, like in in Street Fighter, when you use like two, when you use a bar on a regular special move, it turns into an EX move. That's what KI has. Shadow moves are essentially EXs. Um, Yeah, that's I'm talking like doing some big cinematic Marvel 3 Street Fighter 5 kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Or in integrating, you know, more things that you can do with the flashy stuff. To be honest, like Killer Instinct didn't have a huge budget to put into the little fluffy flashy Mm, stuff not mm. every character had a fatality not every character had like the best ultras and stuff like that some stuff did have to come online a lot earlier than they wanted i think like all the fluffy stuff that you see in a game like mortal Kombat with like brutalities and fatalities Mm. and stage finishers i feel like all that kind of stuff could be definitely considered the stuff that makes good trailer bait you know yeah, uh, yeah Killer Instinct didn't, barely had any of that. And it took many years for all that stuff to eventually come online. Mm. Yeah.
1: Good answer. I think there's probably a lot there. The cosmetic stuff in particular, considering how, and I don't say niche in a disparaging way about the fighting community, but because of how niche it is, you get a lot of people that really love their fighting games that, yeah, I want to go all out and I want to really customize my character and, you know, do X, Y, and Z with fireballs and things like that. I think it would be a great, great way to start, but I think we're a little ways out from ever seeing what KI two would be. Sure. We'll see.
3: Okay. So this is, I think the last of the direct max slash KI comments slash questions. So we'll get through it now in case Max needs to go. Cause we're really hitting his limit. Yeah. Uh, running right. <laughs> No question, just a couple of quick comments. Max, your videos on Killer Instinct are outstanding and helped my KI game improve tremendously. When my wife and I first started talking, she would call me and hear an obnoxious amount of clicking in the background. It took her three phone calls to finally ask what on earth I was doing. Also, a counter breaker is one of the all-time most satisfying things in video games. It really is. And shadow counters are like, if you pull one of those off, it's so good. Uh, Congratulations to the whole Era crew on hitting 10K. Hopefully it hits by the time you read this. Yes, we did. Well deserved. <laughs> you all do a great job and have worked very hard to create this wonderful community. Lastly, I think it's only fair that since John sat through a ki field podcast, <laughs> Nick should have to sit through a C- Sea of Thieves podcast. Yeah, I was trying to get Freddie Prince Jr. on. You, We're still tried trying. Failed. Yes, and I reached out to him on Twitter the other day and said, "Dude, get on the podcast and we can talk about Sea of Thieves." I don't Tell like me, Sea of Thieves, I but know. I'm willing to. Sit through it, and that's fine. <laughs> that is yeah, okay. A
1: lot of people think I don't like CFDs anymore because I didn't like the last expansion. But I did a I did a, a guest on um XEP Xbox expansion. Pass if you haven't heard it, it talks a little mm. bit more about what Xbox Era is and you know what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we jang, you know juggle the being a publication versus content creation. It's a tricky line to walk, um, but through that. I ended up speaking to uh, one of the guys that does a a rather large Sea of Thieves podcast. So I might end up on that. So maybe you can dodge this bullet and I'll go talk about pirates. No, it's okay. I'm still
3: going to try and get Freddie Prince Jr. on. I'm going to get him on. I'll do it eventually.
2: Well, I I (laughs) can tie this all together because uh, uh, one of the dudes that is the lead music guys on Sea of Thieves is Robin Beanland. Yeah. And he made the original Killer Instinct soundtrack. He did. Oh, yeah, wow. ninety five. And funny, uh, he's the one back when KI was being resurrected back in like 2013. I went to E3 and had dinner with him. And we got to share a whole bunch of stuff of what happened between Microsoft and rare around the early oh. 2000s and stuff that I could never talk about. But <laughs> had a great like <laughs> candid conversation about like everything. He gave me his killer instinct, uh, leather jacket that's worth literally oh, thousands of dollars. He's like, I want to I want to pass it on to somebody that like loves this stuff as much as we had uh, having as much fun with this as much as we had making it because these these dudes were like in their teens and 20s, early 20s when they Damn put together man. Ki. So uh genuinely great dude and he's still at rare and he's still pumping out incredible music and everything
1: yeah yeah see the soundtrack is i still love it like i'm not going to go on a sea of tangent i promise it's no it all comes together it all comes together together. it's full circle but yeah yeah
3: uh, um well well well, that's it because i know max you said that you had a bit of a limit so that's why we tried to get through the ki questions and the direct questions to you first so i don't know if if you need to go that's fine um, I only have if, a couple more yeah.
2: minutes uh, until I do have to go. So if we have anything else to to, to wrap up or any final concerns a, or anything about that, uh, um, that's can, a good shout. I have, right now.
1: I have one final yeah, question yeah. for you that sure. I can throw at you and tell me what you think. In this scary world, where an unknown developer is possibly developing, uh, you know, a new entry into what is arguably one of your most favorite fran- fighting franchises of all time. Do you think that there's a world where they could pick up all the engine all the artwork all the asset work that exists already and then completely use that as the foundation and then rebuild and then go from there rather than you know new dev takes it on i'm going to go and use unreal yeah. engine five and i'm going to build this all, all the systems from scratch if there, if that was possible and do you think it is would that be your preferred route to take ki 2013 as the foundation and then have this developer really look at it from from scratch redo all the textures and then start playing around with the systems
2: yeah um that's a great question because yeah i have thought of it a lot where a a, a reuse of assets in fighting games is like a tale as old as time kind of thing Mm -hmm. where it's been happening for so years like tekken 7 still uses assets from tekken 5 right (laughs) um and smash brothers ultimate was just a, a reusal of assets from the previous Smash Brothers for Wii U just changed and modified, right? I don't think mm-hmm. it's a bad thing to reuse assets. I think it's obvious to touch things up where there might have yeah. been limitations, if not budget constraints before, and make things look better, work better, uh, be more fun to play, change the way characters play, right? But you can still use them as a base. So to answer your question, yeah, I think they should absolutely keep things in, in hand from Killer Instinct 2013 to 2017. I think though mm-hmm. that game set up for too much good shit to just completely get rid of. Absolutely. I think a complete new take on KI would be really interesting, but I would be substantially more worried. Yeah, if they just decided to start over because they could make the the existing assets that KI had look a lot better and redesign the characters and put them into a new game and it would look damn good. It would still yeah. it would still be a very good looking game. Well, Killer yes. Instinct, in, in most fashions, animates very well. And there's some yeah. really, mm-hmm. some really great-looking characters like Saber Wolf and stuff like that, and Glacius yeah. that still still stand, like, if you... I would, I would argue, if you haven't done it yet, just go download KI Definitive Edition. If you have an <laughs> OLED, and if you've never seen what Killer Instinct looks like on an OLED oh my god dude see what looks ki dry. looks like on a 4k oled and it will challenge anything modern on the xbox platform much less the playstation platform it is ridiculous looking it is yeah. it looks so, a lot of stuff really holds up and i think it can be improved upon here's the problem uh-oh killer instincts made on something called the hex engine this is this oh, ancient I mean piece that? of software double Helix is, is that it? double helix's own proprietary hmm. engine that they had that was built into the contracts of Microsoft, that if the project moved forward, they would also pass on the engine usage. Dope. And luckily, like this is the miracle that is Killer Instinct. The game moved to Iron Galaxy, a company that has been doing nothing but like making ports for years, mm. like half a decade, they've been doing ports and working in other people's engines, and they had the engineering marvel to take the hex engine and literally figure it out in like record time. So. Just to give some perspective tj combo was the first prototype character that that, that iron galaxy had with uh, iron with double helix's engine they had two wow. months in two months tj combo was fully functional online and had his own ultra and wow. what he was the lighting was still weird with him because he had uh he had he was like a darker skin character obviously so mm-hmm. they are still figuring stuff out because it's like, oh, so how do we light the character? How do we do this stuff? They they chose a pretty challenging dude because TJ was like a man, right? All of his mm. musculature was showing, like all this stuff. So they had a mm. lot of like challenges to to sort of approach here. And they, they made him look amazing. I won't lie. I was definitely, I was definitely worried. Like when I saw some of the stuff that was online and I, it was hard for me to put things into perspective because Double Helix was doing a great job, but they really killed it. And they mm. had the talent like the engineering talent to kill it. It's going to be hard to ask for that all over again. Yeah, it's going to it's be like, hard can to just you, can drop the
1: Does lightning strike twice in the same spot, So, So Microsoft still three times. technically-
2: It's the third time yeah. technically.
1: Yeah,
3: so, so Microsoft still technically owns the engine, yes? i believe so i
2: I believe like if the franchise moved forward that they have like a a technically like licensing usage for it because obviously double helix was not using it anymore and it was moved directly to ig because that was their primary engine they never switched engines it was always on the hex engine and i can't even tell you in the same way that we talked about like the quake engine has been modified and brutalized Mm. over these years to do all this crazy stuff for like (laughs) Call of Duty and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's what Iron Galaxy did for the Hex engine. Like they they couldn't even change fireballs in the Hex engine at first. They had to get engineers to figure out how to change the complete way it works to actually get a fireball to have a different trajectory than forward. Wow, it was daunting. The camera could not be changed like you could not do cinematic camera stuff at all. They had to rework the entire camera system. They had to rework the lighting, like Iron Galaxy had the people to figure this stuff out. That's where they spent a lot of their budget. <laughs> so and that what's not cheap, man, like like they, they practically remade the game using a, the, the existing engine just to allow them to do more. But here's the crazy part. Um, they couldn't do the thing that they needed to do the most, which was costumes. They wanted to make more costumes. They wanted wow. to make more accessories. And they literally, mm. it, was a, it was a direct engine limitation. They couldn't do it. They just they had no Damn. way of changing that. So unless they switched to another engine, they could not make more costumes and accessories. And that was where they were more. making a lot
3: of their money. Oh, you're
2: saying more? Because I was about to say, they did have some costumes. They had some. There, there was some. Well, there, was like, was, there was like three sets of unique costumes for the head, the body, like the, yeah, the yeah. knees, for per character. And yeah. there was an alternate set as well that you could change. But they couldn't go beyond that. They were they were specifically limited on what they could do wow. so in 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 the way that they could have made a ton of more money right and actually given people what they wanted which was more customization like everyone loved it mm. it was like dang yeah. it, like, how about we get more stuff hmm. engine limitation this thing was made for like xbox the beginning of the xbox 360 era and That's it was crazy. like seven years later still being utilized
1: it's it's wow. i mean hey I, all i've heard just then is, is basically there's there's the pitch for the killer instinct documentary that Nick's looking for from from Maximilian dude I think I think that's what I've just heard like there's just little nuggets there in this this kind that's of... what I mean because he knows so much
3: awesome <laughs> effing stuff I, like to be frank lo- a lot of that you is you don't understand a lot can of that comes talk about it all day
2: a, a lot of that does come directly from the Microsoft guys and they have talked about it
3: wow. so wow. all the
2: people that were like the direct big producers um the funny thing is that I've, I, over the years that I've talked to them and I know them, they all talk about Ki as being this like golden moment of their careers and mm. stuff like that. Where yeah. it's just like, God, you remember Killer Instinct? How crazy that was! And that was honestly one of the things that got me to start hashtag Bring Back Ki was Did the you? fact that so many of these dudes that were at one point top of like the XBLA crew to make mm. decisions and do all this stuff, and suddenly what happens? Like a few years later, XBLA division's gone. <laughs> Like mm. completely split up and managed amongst all of Microsoft Studios now, where it's like, well, it's hard to think if Ki actually has like a really big champion. You know, if they have somebody yeah. that will yeah. make these decisions to take it forward because they did, did before. It was in the XBLA crew.
1: Yeah, didn't mm. Adam Green work yes. on Ki? Yeah. Yeah, so we've had director. Adam on, we've had Adam on a couple of times and we do need to get him back mm-hmm. on again. Now he's launched stage four and yeah, he, he said changed. he'd yeah. come,
3: probably come back on after age awesome. four. And yeah. obviously,
2: oh. obviously Ken Lobb as well. Like Ken and Adam mm. were like the two big they they talk about this a lot in, in, in the hold back to block KI documentary. I highly recommend you guys check it out. Like please yeah. go yeah. check it out. It's super fascinating. Uh just to, just to show how much of this industry revolves around people wanting to work with other people and that's yeah. what it mm. takes it isn't it isn't a committee that does stuff it, it, it involves champions it involves people that want to take a risk and it involves like a lot of a lot of stuff needs to line up perfectly like the stars need to
3: align and it, it literally happened for ki
1: that's amazing just
3: one last quick one before you go i just remember now ki world cup isn't it supposed to be coming back again soon
2: Yes, it is uh, essentially fan run by the, the same folks yeah. that have done, I, I think it's the Ultra Arcade guys Rikey. guys that have yeah. done did it before. And they, uh, they ran KI World Cup for several years. Yes. So I think he's trying to bring it back and do something very similar where there's like qualifying points and things like that that sort of yeah, like yeah. build up. So yeah, I'll, be, I'll definitely be supporting that. I'll be like retweeting that stuff oh, good. and, and rehosting. it. Man. And,
1: and
3: we'll do the same. I, I get so into <laughs> KI World Cup. I watch that like I watch any other sport like i have it on all day in the background and i'm watching and ah it's documentary
2: covers a lot of the the community world cup aspect of it as well and how microsoft sort of supported it this was like even before giant capcom cup stuff so once again that's another thing that was super influential was community engagement that microsoft sort of started Mm. that ice green and a lot of the xbla crew allowed to happen and Mm. even to the point where they, fans budgeted a character to be made. Like, I'm not even kidding. Shadow yes. Jago was just a skin mm. at one point. And then Microsoft was like, hey, you know what? We wanna support our World Cup and the, this fan thing. All the money that goes into you buying this character, uh, essentially pre-ordering this character goes into yeah. the tournament scene, goes into pop bonuses and goes into paying to make wow. this stuff happen. And they had a budget of like $100,000. They smashed it. It hit it in eight minutes. Mm, They smashed it. They they sold enough of the character in like eight minutes. And they're like, okay, so we can't talk about this publicly because they'll think we're we're lying.
3: (laughs) I basically paid 80 Australian dollars for Shago because he came with the 12 months of Xbox Live gold. I was already three years ahead on gold. I just wanted Shadow Jago. So I paid $80 (laughs) and I got him. I love it. I love it so much.
1: Well, look, yep. uh, Max, appreciate, you know, we're right on the cusp of, of you having yes. to go. Yep. Um. So wanted to take this opportunity to really thank you Thanks for, so for much, jumping man. on. I right. Thank you
2: guys. Look at, I'm looking forward to whatever happens in the future. If you get any more people to talk about yeah. KI, if anything, if there is a future for KI, I, I truly hope all this stuff does end up actually rounding the bend. <laughs> because as be much good. as uh, Nick knows it's true, you hear about these things that seem super cool. And sometimes they just yeah. don't happen it's yeah. like they mm. were happening man like I swear like it was definitely there and I I hope KI is not a situation like that I hope that yeah. I hope that Microsoft hasn't forgotten about it the biggest hope now is who's gonna do it and who yeah. is going to take up that mantle because that is a big mantle. yeah mm. it's a fill.
1: but fingers crossed but yeah um as always if if you're watching and for some bizarre reason You've heard of us but not heard of Max or his content. Go check out his YouTube channel and his Twitter. They're running across the screen and his Twitch. Yep. Um, he's on there regularly. Um, yes, And yeah, a lot. absolute big, big thank you for <laughs> jumping on, Max. We really appreciate it. For those Thanks, still apes, watching, man. we are going to jump into some more community questions in a bit. we'll yes. just let Max slide out and we'll, uh, out. we'll carry on. Goodbye, appreciate guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Have a good thank one. Thank you very We've much.
3: Soon, right? Thanks, Apes. What
1: a See, and we I just keep going. I love I love Streamyard for this. It's good, uh, isn't it? We just keep What a going. wonderful guest to have on, Max. Uh, I, what what a, I was trying so guy. hard
3: to get him on because I I could hear him talk about Ki all day. The passion I could is hear him talk about it all day.
1: The passion is 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 obvious, right? And yes, you know he speaks about it with such knowledge, such passion, such love for mm. the series. It's hard not to find it a little bit infectious. Um uh, so, so big good. thank you to to Max for jumping on. It was really really cool. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> I we'll feel a little on. Bit, yeah, we'll continue on. I feel a little bit weird today because I, I feel a little bit out of sorts because I haven't got any of these buttons to press, so I just wanted to take a moment. We do have Jesse Don Cabesa, who's, who's hiding in the background, who's actually Our producing so If you want to know why all the banners are running and doing all of this stuff, uh, he's, he's there pressing the buttons so that none of us have to) <laughs> <like>. <laughs> Uh, Creaky legs. I want to see that. I want to see that in gift form at some point on Twitter in the next couple of hours. Um, Yeah, I
3: need to. I I just saw Acer from Game On Daily. I I just saw Acer in the chat. I need to ask Acer how he customizes Streamyard as much as he has. Yes, I I want to learn how to do it. I wouldn't mind sticking with Streamyard going forward because of this kind of flexibility. When we have these guests that are on strict time, they just appear for a little bit and then they go don't do that uh emil emil with a super
1: chat wait there's Hello, one it, but...
3: uh actually you can show the super chats there you go how cool is that uh microsoft is finally spending a lot of money on publishing deals would you like to see a new first party ip from rebellion
1: mm. do you know what their games um they're usually co-op focused they're interesting but they're also a bit one note sometimes maybe Mm. that's a team with a really big budget that could do something above and beyond what they have been doing but to my knowledge zombie army in particular which i played i played a bit of sniper elite but zombie army it's quite good fun if you're into that kind of thing it's a bit mindless but it's good fun um hey i wouldn't i wouldn't say never to something like that um so yeah, maybe, but uh, certainly nothing we've heard about, right?
3: Nope, <laughs> that rebellion, uh, not with rebellion.
1: Just, just a little further up. I presume you might've seen it by now. Acute perspective, uh, respects yes. you, everyone. Happy Halloween. Happy
3: Halloween. Yes, it is Halloween here. Yeah. Now,
1: and do you know other... what's really cool is what? in 21 minutes, I'm going to time travel live on air. Cause right yes, now
3: 2.00 AM you go back to 1.00 AM.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm in the future right now, technically one thirty nine AM here. And in 21 mm. minutes, it'll be 1.00 AM again. So yep. Yep. it's an extra hour in bed. Not bad. I'll I do love
3: it. that. Max left and all of a sudden the viewer count went, It <laughs>
1: just, yeah, it didn't go, <laughs> by, a lot, though. It didn't go <laughs> by a lot, but he was great to have on. So really appreciate yes, it.
3: He was very good. Uh, anyway, so minute questions. We keep going with community questions. All right, uh, all the way back to the very first one. Big Glow Twenty Five. Hey guys, I was wondering, would Microsoft Xbox do a state of play Nintendo Direct equivalent when they have more games to announce outside of E three TGA? Since I feel that would increase their presence in more territories and show their commitment to gaming. We've covered this a lot, haven't we? And, um, and they've kind of started to do it. Yeah. Um, and obviously they had inside Xbox, which kind of just slowly went away <laughs> without officially announcing everything. It was just sort of like old yeller. Just taken <laughs> out, take out the back and, and shot. Yeah, old <laughs> yeller. Um, I, I think, again, it's one of those things like, uh, you know, waiting should be like the key phrase for Microsoft. Everything is waiting. You got to wait. I, I feel like once they have, would probably sound like breaking records, but I feel like once they have that cadence that they want, where they're pumping out those games. I mean, we've always said, clearly the goal for Game Pass was one tentpole per quarter. We, we were saying it long before they said it themselves. Yeah. Because it makes sense. You That's why they do $1 for three months. So they get you with a dollar for three months, and then they're hoping that in three months' time, the next big game comes out, so you think, oh, I'll just stay subscribed and then three months later another big game comes along Eh, i'll just stay subscribed that's their goal that's what what they're trying to get you to do once they have that cadence going which i still think will probably most likely be 2023 judging by the first half of 2022 it'll probably be 2023 yeah then i think yes they will go like nintendo and just start dropping stuff maybe they bring back inside xbox I, i don't know um but I think they will start to have more in-between shows rather than just, oh yeah, E3, Gamescom, Game Awards, that's it. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and to add to that, one thing I would say, when we talk about uh, increasing their presence at, you know, in, in communities other than the US and the UK, um, I've seen recently on Twitter, there's a lot of new Xbox employees starting up, um, xbox poland is a thing xbox sweden is a thing you know Mm -hmm. and they're they're tweeting in their native language for their community etc etc that's great to see because it's been far too long that that hasn't been a thing and you know you've had to just rely on this very american approach and i sense microsoft's a big ship right these directions and these directives roll out they take a little while to land and start going in that direction but did you know xbox poland followed us back which was quite nice oh really you know, xbox uk where you at my bros yeah. come on like i'm here <laughs> but yeah it's it's nice it's nice to see that and i think you'll see more of that as the as the year carries on okay
3: uh do game um, oh, Dio game did you hear anything wow, did that just edit in front of my eyes yeah. Uh, term, I feel yeah. like his, I feel like DI Games question literally edited in front of my eyes. <laughs> um, did you hear anything more on Millie A's reported third-party exclusive Xbox game and whether it is perhaps Matter or Splinter Cell? Also, do you think MS should be pricks and fight fire with fire with money hats, or is this a short-sighted means of filling gaps until first party fires on all cylinders? Okay, interesting. Millie's thing. I, I I wish I, it did edit before my eyes. Uh, Di Games said it just edited. Okay, I thought I didn't think it was my imagination. That Millie thing. I wish I hadn't tweeted what I tweeted because people took that as me teasing that I know something. I don't know anything about Millie's game. I, yeah. I when I saw Millie's tweet, I sent it to two or three of my sources. Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? None of them know, but they all have suspicions. That's why I talked about Splinter Cell because one of them said. Maybe it's Splinter Cell, like that. Sure would be nice. I mean, surely it's no secret that Ubisoft clearly aren't interested in giving us uh, Splinter Cell. Like they keep teasing Splinter Cell, and they put they put Sam Fisher in everything except his own game. Um, so maybe Splinter Cell to me. The only reason, the only thing about Millie's tweet that throws me is that it's worded like it's a money hat and Splinter Cell wouldn't be a money hat. Splinter Cell would be like Bayonetta 2 and 3, where Microsoft are paying for it to exist rather than a situation where it's Ubisoft's making it, Microsoft's come along and money hatted it. I don't think that would be the case with Splinter Cell. I'd say that Microsoft would talk to Ubisoft and say, hey, Everyone wants Splinter Cell back. We know you're a little bit scared of bringing it back because you can't really turn it into an Assassin's Creed Splinter Cell. How about we pay for most of it? And it's a traditional single-player, stealth-based Splinter Cell, Xbox only.
1: Yeah, I could see that world happening.
3: Put it on your launcher, put it on Steam, put it on our launcher, put it everywhere, console, cloud, the whole lot. We'll pay for most of it, not a problem. And we'll take care of the marketing budget. To me, that's how Splinter Cell would work, and that's why I'm not sure if Millie's thing is Splinter Cell because her thing reads like a money hat, which Splinter Cell wouldn't be. Um, I did hear another crazy theory from one of my other sources, but I'm not going to say it because I already know where it's going to end up on Reddit and I already know how my words are going to be twisted.
1: I actually, so think I'm i can, not, I think I can I'm tell exactly what that is. Like, I know, I'm not
3: even gonna mention the other game that i got told it could be because god only knows um but yeah i don't know uh i i hope it's splinter cell i really do i hope it's splinter cell because that would be amazing next question where are we going we're going to a non-max question um um, um, um. i mean beast mode said says congrats uh, beast mode 10 Says, congratulations on hitting 10K PS writing in advance because you were only 20 short at the time of writing. So, yeah. Um, this is one we could have asked from Dirty Flint because it was a quick one, but I don't know. Uh, hey, guys, lots of long questions here, so here's a short one. What's your favorite color?
1: Uh, Purple. Green. Purple. I'm on brand, people. I'm on brand. Uh, but no, it's, it's green.
3: Purple is the best color.
1: It's a good color purple, harmonica degrees,
3: purple sexy, red, <laughs> Purple or horny red. Purple is horny red.
1: There you go. That is purple. You had it here first. Okay.
3: Good old Collingwood. I like that. We could just keep going even after our it guests. It feels good. Doesn't it?
1: It feels good. I love it. It doesn't break the flow. You yeah. Know, you just get to hang out with all our community. It's nice. I really, yeah. really love it. I miss, it's I tell you cool. what I miss. I miss the animations. The control yes. over the music and the high quality yes, that I can stream I, out. So and I miss is, that.
3: This is the thing. This is why it's like this balancing act. That's why I want to mm. talk to Asa and ask Asa how he customized StreamYard as much as he has. Yeah. And to see if I can achieve something similar. Uh, okay. Good old Collingwood. Hello, John Nick and Monsieur Dude, who has obviously now left us. Tonight is Halloween, but for Australians, there is an extra reason to be scared. It's tax time. Following up from last week, John, it's good to find out your missing cat is safe, well, and now an indoor cat for life.
1: <laughs> okay. No.
3: <laughs> My questions lately have been all related to the 20th anniversary, and today is no exception. Now, what's he got here? Okay. Now, you wake up shocked and sweating. Surely you were having a nightmare. No, it really happened. The launch of the Xbox One last night really was a horrible failure. You look in the mirror, you are Don Matrick. You get up feeling Mm. depressed and disappointed. How could this go so wrong? You walk over to the hotel door where the morning newspaper has been slipped underneath. You open it up to check the headlines and then you gasp as you see the date 2012. It's not E3 2013. It was a dream, a portentous premonition. You think to yourself, I can fix this. I have a year to repair everything. What didn't people like? And you review the dream you had to find out what was unpopular. To your dismay, you find out that the four problems, of the four problems, you can only fix three of them. Now, you must decide which three of the four problems do you fix in the 12 months leading up to E3 2013? Saving the console, saving the brand name, and possibly saving your job. The Xbox One being online all the time and with DRM issues. The Xbox One being bundled with Kinect, the Xbox One being less powerful than the PS4, the Xbox One being $100 more than the PS4. You are Don Metric. What do you do? That's actually a really cool question.
1: It's a great question, um, but it's a really easy answer. It's a really first easy one. answer. The online so all you, the time DRM. You can fix three of these issues, but you can't fix one. So I would fix being online all the time, being less. No, powerful. no, no.
3: You can only fix one.
1: Which three, oh, of, which three of the four problems do you fix oh, in 12 months? you can months? only
3: fix three of them. You can only fix so three of them. Yes. I yes, just, yes. W-
1: I wouldn't fix the Xbox one being bundled with Kinect because everything else is a positive and people can just choose not to use the Kinect big whoop. Everyone's the got, tri- a, everyone's got a, yeah. a, you know, an Alexa or a Google home in their houses now anyway. Yes, so- yes, correct.
3: Oh, look, I've always said that whole console was ahead of its time. The entire console. In a, I don't know about the US and the UK, but in Australia, Google Google has started advertising Google TV. Wow. No, and it's not in the UK. You see Google TV, it's just Xbox One Guide. It's literally Xbox One guide, Google no, TV. Guess. Like Microsoft was so ahead of like if you could, if you could fix one thing about that Xbox One launch, because I I am one of the rare people who actually liked the original Xbox One and liked Microsoft's vision for the Xbox One. I'm aware I'm in the minority, but I quite liked it. If you could fix one thing about that whole launch lineup, it would probably just be the messaging. It would probably just be the messaging. Like, had they not led with TV, 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 oh, Asa just said they broadcast from OBS. Oh. Because they do the podcast in StreamYard. We've both been on it.
1: They're capturing the browser. In Streamyard and using it, and then using OBS to do everything else. Clever. Okay, now we know. And I've just seen Jesse. The original Xbox One ahead of it is time. There's no apostrophe in it's in this occasion. Yes, that's
3: right. There's no apostrophe. And
1: please, please use the correct marketing slogan. The Xbox One beta tested in the future. In the future. Who thought that wrap up, honestly? Um, But yeah, good question, Collingwood. Thank you.
3: Yes. I, I, I don't know if they, they shouldn't have led, right? They shouldn't have led with the TV, TVT TV stuff. Had that, mm-hmm. had they focused on gaming console first and then talked about the media features and let people discover them.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: The weak part that was just the whole, oh, the power the power the connect. That was all just once that hate train had started people
1: were just adding carriages yeah, yeah. the, the was, online
3: drm around. stuff yeah the online drm and the tv tv was the start of the train and then people were like and it's weaker and it's more expensive and connect is bundled and 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 they were just adding carriages all of that stuff wouldn't have mattered had they not screwed up the messaging because even now think about how cool it would be to be able to buy a cheap disc for a game but have a digital copy
1: yeah, I know. I don't oh, come on! Like in today's modern world, uh, uh, the problem was is that they said they had all these ideas, and oh, we're gonna do this, but they yeah, never showed. And they, how they it would have. They would have.
3: Like, let, let's be honest. Look at how much they evolved their OS, and they evolved their platform. Yeah. Eventually, they would have given us a bunch of retailers to trade in our games. They probably would have updated the Xbox website to allow us to deregister our own discs and go and trade them in or sell them on eBay it all would have come but the problem was you're launching the console you can't launch it with so much so many unknowns yeah and the,
1: the bigger problem uh, was was that they and look what they've done now what they are doing now with game pass with everything they're achieving yep. their vision they're just achieving it yeah, in the right way with That's a consumer right. focus first on actually giving you a product that is valuable yep and then providing the benefits around it. And then when people go, oh, wait, this is really cool. I really love it. They win, right? That's, that's, that's the method behind the madness. Yep. But yeah. Oh, it's that time. Yep. Okay. Hi,
3: for. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keris.
1: Uh...
3: All right. Uh, hello, everyone. So it was Keris's birthday on the 28th. Not actual birthday, you understand, since I pupated from my larval stage in December. But October the 28th is when I found the strength to reach out to others and find help after trying and failing to take my own life. That's very sad to hear, Karis. I'm glad you did not go through with that. Um, as, as everyone is more than aware, given how much I bang on about it, ERA helped me massively as did this daft little Xbox community, which for some reason embraced me with its nerdy, stinking underarms. I use deodorant, especially yours, other Jamie. Good God, Mad links! really? wonder who Keras is
1: talking about there. wonder if that's... Um... Jamie. Jamie ODST is who she's talking about.
3: Yes? Okay. Yeah. Now, I recall young John mentioning giving back to the community the other day and wanted to do the same for this occasion. I have given 50 euro this month to both mermaids and the Samaritans in the UK. I would take the time to entreat the community to reach out to loved ones old and new and give a hug and just reach out. Consider donating a little to a charity of your own choice to spread some love. In that vein, and in keeping with my adoptive country of Germany, where the one with a birthday must make by the cake, Jesus, what is that shit? I would like to give a little more back to the community, which in a small yet significant way helped me this week, last year, and would like to offer on the Xbox era forums a Bijou giftette. (laughs) I have, will, have, should make a thread where the best answer to this week's pod carers question from the community will win a three-month Game Pass Ultimate sub. Since I am reasonably sure I can buy a global one. I figure I pick my top three, then roll a virtual die to pick the winner or ask someone else to roll the die. I will leave that choice to a non-drunk and non-participatory grown-up. So on that note, to the question du jour. Pod panel. We all had dreams in our youth of what our lives would be, how we would turn out. Can you name for me in ascending order the top three things you wanted to be when you grew up? And did you ever achieve those dreams? Spoiler alert, no, I did not. For me, it was three, an astronaut, two, a lighting technician, one, Catwoman. And in terms of achievement, nope, yes, nope. Community, thinking hats on and the thread may or may not be already live depending on if I have passed out.
1: Karis. Great question. Um, What
3: did I want to be? God, I can't even remember. That's
1: well, so before before we answer it, I'll give you a moment to think. But what I will say is um, a couple of things. One, I'm glad that within this community and not just from its leadership, i.e. the, the people that run Xbox Zero, that the community itself is so great and encouraging and uh, respectful and kind to each other is, is one thing that is just, as, as the people that run this is really... I'm going to swear fucking cool to see uh, and two because of that charity donation um i've just arbitrarily decided we'll match it and we'll, we'll also donate to the same charities so caris i need to reach out where you did that but yeah why not hey eh? happy birthday um but yeah really really great gesture uh in terms of answering for me uh it would be a burglar a <laughs> rock star uh and uh doing something in video games and i'm kind of like no to burglar i tried my hand at being a rock star didn't make it uh and hey i'm trying with the video games things so let's see where it lands what about you nick
3: god what did i want to be I, I, i'm copying all these comments in the chat what's this i'm getting ax nick yet nick from asa well what, what's everyone talking about what did i say Kera said links in Australia. It's called links that
1: yeah, links. It's called links in Probably the UK. Right.
3: Yeah. Probably but enough, in the U S it's ax and in some parts of Europe, it's ax.
1: Product placement, hashtag, that's Rexona. Uh, I'm Isn't using Rexona? sure men sure for uh, men. There you go. That's, that's the Rexona uh, branding. Oh, there you go. That's so in the UK, called.
3: Rexona must be sure, but like in Australia, we have links. But like when I went to Greece, I saw it was called Axe and I think it's called Axe in the US axe as well. Axe body
1: spray, yeah. yeah. Are you wearing Axe body spray?
3: That stuff that stuff, I found attracts flies.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: I used to wear it for a while and I noticed there was a lot more flies <laughs> buzzing around me when <laughs> I wore it. So I stopped wearing it and the flies all went away. So there must be something in it that there's attracts them. There's nothing worse. I know that's a really weird thing to say.
1: No, there's nothing worse than at Christmas getting a Lynx Africa uh, gift set. Like thankfully that stopped when I was about 23. It was like, I am not 15, stop doing this to me. But yeah, um, random tangent, but there you go.
3: Yes. I don't know what, I, I can't even remember what I wanted to be. It was so long ago. I'm 41. It was such a long time ago that I was a kid and I don't, I think for a while I wanted to be an architect and I did end up becoming a graphic designer. So I got close in a way. Um, but that's, that's the only one I remember. I specifically remember Architect and ended up becoming a graphic designer for a little while. That was the closest thing. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. I'm seeing an old friend in the chat. First time I've seen him in the chat, Frank uh, Zurich. Uh, Hi, Frank. Yeah. He's, 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 I don't know if he's ever even watched the podcast. This is probably the first time he's watched Axe
1: actually does attract flies and kills them. Uh, I'm telling you it does. <clears throat> I
3: swear I noticed it, And it's not just because I'm Greek. Like uh-huh. I immediately uh-huh. noticed that as soon as I started using links, all these flies, flies are everywhere. I'm like, this is so weird. And then as soon as I stopped using it, because I in my head I'm like, I, I know this is strange, but I wonder if it's the lynx that's attracting these flies. So I stopped using it, gone. That was it.
1: Man, gone. You you should like practical joke and like carry a can and spray other people when they're not paying attention. <laughs> and then be like, you all need these flies take a or something. gravitate Whoa, towards geez. them. Why not? Okay. Uh
3: next question. We're actually almost done. Um, wow. unless I've missed some. Kraken 56. With the Game Awards quickly approaching, I think Xbox really sees this as a second E3 type event because they have so many eyes on this event, if not more than their E3. The momentum has started with all the recent quality releases, so we should see a lot more games from Xbox being nominated this year. Don't hold your breath. I hope for Hellblade 2 and avowed gameplay of some sort, those games are scheduled for 2023 most likely. While that is far away, there are games that have gameplay trailers a year and a half or two years away. One example during COVID is Gotham Knights had a nice segment of gameplay last year. If they can get some gameplay shown for those two games, I think it will end the year on a fantastic note, showing off gameplay for some big titles that are not Halo, Gears or Forza. It doesn't have to be like a 10-minute gameplay demo, just a couple of minute trailer with some snippets of polished gameplay. After releasing Halo a day before it lands, After releasing Halo Day before, if it lands well, because we know Forza Horizon 5 will be a hit and would be one of the best years ever for Xbox in terms of releases and optics. My question is, what do you think Xbox is going to show and in what form will it be in for the game awards? You can include other games besides Hellblade because it's been hinted at already. Thanks for the answer and love Max's reaction vids. That was a full-on question
1: it was i mean what um, i would say is yeah i i definitely think you can expect a, a couple of things from xbox at the game awards like i'm pretty certain we'll get at least two um and i think one will probably be just more trailer slash announce or something of that nature and i think the other may be gameplay focused it'll be just a, a deeper reveal on an already announced title i don't think we'll see New announcements. Yeah, I don't think, oh, I don't no. think seeing, there's enough on their plate right oh, no. now that we haven't seen. It feels like, weird to announce something else again that is yet to be yeah, seen. Yeah, but
3: hold on. Let, let's look at context, yeah? So who runs the Game Awards?
1: All right. Okay, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Who runs the Game Awards? Uh, Jeff Keighley runs the Game Awards. Okay. Who's his bestie? uh oh uh, uh, who's jeff's bestie (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
3: what what are the rumors we are hearing
1: yeah i know that's super likely i just i don't know i just don't we've heard rumors like
3: we're hearing rumors like jeff grubb has said they're still negotiating i don't think the deal is signed yet with um kojima's game that would be a pretty good stage to announce it
1: sure But the deal, if the deal, if we're hearing yet that the deal isn't even signed yet, and what we're expecting a produced trailer to show it off specifically, what if it's just a title card?
3: What if it's just a title? Well, hold on a second. The fact that the deal may or may not be signed doesn't mean that the game isn't in existence in some kind. It could still be. Like, all it would need, all it would need is a title card. Let's be honest. All it would need. Kojima comes on stage. Hey, I'm working on a game for Xbox. This is what it's called.
1: Boom, bang, mic drop. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's possible. I w- I won't discount it. But yeah,
3: like that's what we're we'll sure, saying. Like that's right. And if it doesn't make it into this year's Game Awards, then you hold on to it till next year's Game Awards, and you have something to show. You don't announce it at E3. You don't announce it at Gamescom. If if the deal with Kojima goes through that has to be a game awards announcement. It simply has to be. Like, there's just no choice.
1: There you go. Um, so
3: that's that's my guess. Uh, I think they will be trying to get that announcement there. Whether they do or not is another ballgame. If if my information is accurate and Killer Instinct is inaccurate in, in active development, I think that would also be a great place to announce it. Um, Because like Max kept saying, it needs to be bigger. They need to put more money in and it needs to be bigger. And if the Game Awards has more eyes than E3, announce KI there. Announce it there. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Okay. Faisal. Hello, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Having a look at the excellent questions the other patrons have submitted this week, I was a bit concerned with the lack of friends content. Not to worry. In order to live up to the excellent title that John has bestowed on me, uh, I'm here for you as the rain starts pouring in Toronto. This week, I was thinking about season six, episode eight, the one with Ross's teeth. So funny. What do you think? And he just smiles. (laughs) He's got those super white teeth so good as you know in order to impress a girl on a date Ross bleaches his teeth As and as one can expect hijinks ensue on, his, on this multi-award winning critically acclaimed show if you remember at one point she turns off the lights to reveal she has a groovy 60s inspired neon art in her room yeah she's got a black light this leads to my question what time periods do you feel are underrepresented in video games that would be cool to explore congrats in advance on hitting 10k the roman slash greek period
1: uh man what time world war ii now we've we've done world war (laughs) i think Um, i would like to see um i mean i i like the recent trend of trying to do 90s stuff like but it feels Mm. like there's nothing particularly iconic about it that's the problem with the 90s the 80s had this real vibe The 70s had the brown and drab, corduroy kind of vibe. The 60s was obviously the 60s. The 50s, Fallout does quite well. Um, It's a real tricky one. Uh, So I think you'd have to go back way in the past, similar to Nick's sort of suggestion, and do something there. But... (sighs) it's really difficult to kind of think on those lines because it's just oh you know let's do something in mythology or do something in legend and Mm, I feel like almost
3: everything's covered
1: just about
3: everything is covered 80s have been done 90s have been done 70s oh 70s not so much
1: that's because the 70s was really horrible for everybody
3: no no 70s were okay I wasn't alive then but you know I I obviously relatives and stuff. I, I don't know. And a lot of the music that came out of the '70s is right up my alley. I'm big on disco. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the fashion from the '70s jives with me. Um, yeah, I used to wear bootleg. Fan. I used to wear bootleg pants, like real tight bootleg pants. Um, uh, I've still got some of them. I still got some of them. Like I've got some really cool today on things you shouldn't pants.
1: admit online. Whilst doing a podcast
3: Uh, by Nick. I I like that (laughs) stuff. I like that stuff. It's cool. Hmm. Uh, Question that came in six minutes ago. Oh, Not Jack. Have you two been able to try Age of Empires 4 this week? The launch has seemed incredibly successful and it may become a PC staple for a long time. No. I've never been an age guy, I'll be honest. I've I've literally never played an Age of Empires game. Um, Almost everyone I know does, though. (laughs) Nearly everyone I
1: know it's a tricky one. I've got it downloaded. I really want to see it in super ultra wide. I'm hoping it supports it. Mm -hmm. I had it downloaded since it was ready to go. But I was busy, busy building this. So I haven't actually had a chance to click play at all and and actually enjoy it. Um, Which is it's frustrating. But you know, I'm sure I'll get some time during the week. But it's uh, yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I'm very glad that I have this now and I don't have to have the big cloth or sit in front of loads yeah. of crappy boxes. So it's nice to be in a fresh, clean, modern environment um, to do this podcast. So I'm I'm a very happy man. I'll gladly sacrifice Age of Empires for, for that. Um, but I'll definitely try it later on this week for sure. Um, I just saw a, a comment from Eric B. I want Xbox to support it on console. Mm.
3: Eric, mate. Got a funny feeling they might be looking after you there.
1: Yeah, let's leave that there.
3: Got a, got a funny feeling they might be looking after you
1: there.
3: Mm. Uh, Sir Blood Raven, no, no rumor mill. I mean, no I, I, mill. I kind of like touched over the rumor mill when I talked about GoldenEye. Yeah. Um, and I asked about a couple of things before the show. I'm like, can I do this in the rumor mill? And they're like, no so i couldn't um i kind of wish i hadn't mentioned the bloodborne thing because somehow that sort of weirdly became almost like my rumor when i didn't yeah when i flat out said i'm just sort of corroborating i'm like i've heard similar things but then somehow it weirdly became like when max talked about bloodborne on his stream he didn't mention um millie or Colin Moriarty, he mentioned me, so I'm like, oh, no, this is this is mine. mine and it wasn't mine. It was never my intention to be mine. I, I wish I hadn't These said anything. Happen. I didn't realize Max was such a big Bloodborne fan. There you go. Um, yeah, that's probably true. That is probably true. I am yeah. a victim of my own success. <laughs> Uh, I, just saw, okay. I just
1: saw someone tag me on on the forums beast mode 10 he told me I need to change my Twitter ID to remove the leading underscores, the underscores. I would I would but I actually follow the existing Sycamicanico uh who is an Aussie uh and she, oh really she's living out there um and yeah I don't think I'm getting my name um
3: Does she even use the account
1: yeah. She's regularly tweets. Like, I occasionally see them. I'm like, Hey, Sigma, oh, okay. you how you doing? <laughs> you
3: know, like, oh, okay. Fair enough. Did
1: you like your uh, June poster that I sent you earlier this week? Yes, that I?
3: was cool. The Joey Tribbiani June poster. <laughs> I was really good.
1: want to see that version of the film. That
3: would make, that would be a much better movie too. Oh, come on now. June was excellent. I still don't get it. I don't, I keep seeing everyone go on about this movie and I'm like, what movie did I watch? Like, I'm watching, I'm watching Jesse.
1: It's cool, it, don't get me wrong. In the production I don't think it's a bad movie. going. It's a great movie. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think the reason so many people love it is because it's, it's like Lord of the Rings for a lot of people. This is one of the beloved first ever big grandiose sci-fi books that was deemed impossible to make into a film evidenced by the 1984 David Lynch movie, which if I watched it again earlier this week, one evening and my God, after I've been spoiled by June, 2021, it is, it's a wow. But if you've been a big fan of those books, like you were Lord of the Rings for, for a lot of those people, it's a dream come true. And, and I'm so glad that ah, from that perspective, I guess, a
3: but yeah, but as someone who never saw the original,
1: yeah, you um, would come I'm in not thinking, familiar What's with the hype.
3: I'm, again, I'm not saying it wasn't a good movie. It was fine. Yeah. But like the way people were talking about it, it's like I was expecting the second coming, see. and I just watched two and a half hours of setup for the second movie. That's that's basically what I watched. Oh my like, goodness! Okay, is he...
1: I can promise the second movie will be absolutely nuts. Um, there's lots, lots will. Of and lots, cool and
3: he's stuff. a good director. I like a, the director oh, too. and character. I like Timothy Chalamet, and I like Oscar Isaac. Like all the parts are great. You... Like. If, when you when you put when you list what makes up this movie i read i saw all of the bits and pieces that make it up i'm like oh this will be a really good movie and then saw everyone hyping it up and everything and i'm like cool i'll i'll watch it and yeah. it was just kind of yeah I don't know, it was okay it's fine
1: it's it's, it's fine. funny i um i i can see in the chat so I, I think it was uh, first of all we got a super chat. Chop- Super chat from Agaratos yep. Henosis. I hope I said that right. Great show yep. dudes watching from South Australia. Um, and I did see Edward Lafferty in the chat saying, I think the 1984 June movie was better. I think the 1984 June movie it. was, honestly, watch it just so you can have a good laugh. It is very dated, right? I grew up on it. Yeah. So I have, it's a soft spot for me. You know, I, I could quote it. I've, I used to watch it with my parents. They, you know, I was brought up on this kind of stuff. Um, and I still love what it Uh, tried to do, but it was, you know, watching it now, a lot of the dialogue is, is used, is used in June, 2021, but June, 2021 has the benefit of taking its time. Whereas the guy, David Lynch, when he made June in 1984, tried to do all of it in one, two and two hour-ish movie and it, it didn't always work. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, Rick Payne
3: brings up a good point. Have we talked about two hat yet?
1: So Microsoft finally joined acquisition
3: season A. They finally got off the bench with that because that's why I tweeted out. I'm like, can everyone leave me alone now? They acquired someone. Um, And it was technically an Xbox-related acquisition. It was part of GameStack. And they've already been working with 2HAT. When I read into it, I didn't realize. Like, they've been working with 2HAT for a long time about moderating community content and stuff like that. Um, And they've acquired them now. Mm.
1: cool yeah good um, leave me well, alone we,
3: microsoft got involved there
1: interestingly uh microsoft have switched all of their official game community forums over to
3: discourse, discourse
1: which is what we use yep. on the xbox zero forums um yes. so hopefully people will get used to it a bit more because i know zenforo seems to rule the land um and people fear change but yeah discourse is is great um and i can see i don't know i have just random tangent did you see the whole timothy chalamet uh he used to run a modded xbox youtube channel controller. He's, he's, only three, three he's only got three
3: he's only got three videos on it i checked that out the other night he's Amazing. got three controllers he doesn't show his face it's just his hands holding the modded controllers and he's like <laughs> Ah, I've this controller, and it's blue, and oh, it's we red. We all started
1: and... somewhere, folks. We all start somewhere.
3: Yeah, and the funny thing is, I think since people discovered that that's his channel, it suddenly went up to like eleven thousand subscribers. Something <laughs> like, more than us with many... three videos. Yeah, it suddenly got, and all the videos have like a hundred and sixty-five thousand views. There's only got three videos. <laughs> It's, it, it, it's it's so a, funny. it's
1: a good segue, right? You know, right? we we did talk about it earlier in the show, but yes, today uh, live, which was great for it to happen live. Um, we, yeah. we pipped over 10K, ten k, ten thousand subscribers. Yes,
3: we finally got there.
1: And it's it's a it's a it's a month of milestones. You know, like we've done ten thousand subscribers. Um, we're about to hit a million views across the whole channel. How crazy is that? That's a big number, a million. Mm views on our content um i think that should hit within the next couple of days or a week or so um and we've got a a pretty big year coming up we've got a pretty big end of year i keep talking Mm. about it but it's so close i pulled the trigger the trigger's been pulled things are happening now that cannot be stopped they cannot be slowed down um we've got big game reviews in progress and coming there's just so much to look forward to and we owe it all to Everybody that's watching, um, I'm sure it's we're, really I'm cool sure to we're do.
3: driving towards a review very soon on a certain game.
1: <laughs> very subtle. Loved it. Loved it. Um, but yeah. It's, that was pretty it's,
3: clever wordplay, I have to admit. I loved
1: it. I think it was great. Could be anything. That's, <laughs> mm. that's, that's, that's worse. Big that's things a on, a our bit more Horsion,
3: on, on our <laughs> Horsian.
1: Uh, on our Horsian. Horsian. It's a deliberate that'll typo. It's a deliberate typo. people. Yeah, that would get them. <laughs>
3: Anyway, look,
1: um, uh, it's, I time traveled. It's now one eighteen instead of 2 a.m. Um, so that
3: means you and I now, are, okay, because it's 12.18 here. So now it's easier to know what time it is here and there when we're, correct. that's good. So all you've got to do is for you say, oh, what time is it in Melbourne? Go back an hour and switch from a.m. to p.m. or p.m. to a.m.
1: Yeah, much easier. I go
3: forward an hour and switch from PM to AM, AM to PM. Very easy to work it out. Much, so don't DM me know. at three in the morning anymore, please.
1: Uh, yeah. I, is that bad? Do you have your DMs on? Like, does no, like do I have you? my
3: phone on night mode anyway. So oh, okay. nothing comes so, through. I, I, I didn't That's think why something. I always say I wake up to pings. I wake up and I check my phone ding, and ding, it says, ding. bunch of notifications from Discord, <laughs> Twitter. I have turned them off because oh, I just get too many now. I have just completely turned them off. I still get them on
1: Discord. We're only human, but mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. So we'll we'll wrap it there. Thank you everybody for watching uh, in, yes. and coming with us on this journey through Streamyard, this new method. Um, Hopefully,
3: Streamyard's not too jarring. We
1: we we we'll,
3: until we'll we around. really get to grips with it and customising it and stuff like that. Um, we may go back just for a bit more to Skype and
1: yeah we'll we'll find a healthy balance and one last thing before i go because this is pretty cool Um, yes and that is uh jesse um is doing an extra life charity stream on saturday november the 6th now yes in his modest view he thought ah we're a small channel really on twitch at least um we'll set a small target uh, of just a hundred american dollars and the xbox Series community were like well, let's just blow past that and we'll blow past 200 as well um so he's having to keep it constantly updated but uh, it's a pinned tweet on our twitter profile if you want to go support a good cause um and donate to charity for extra life please go and do so um it's it's for the children which is always a nice thing to donate money to and on that note we'll leave you there have a great weekend yes. what's left of it and we'll see you all next time
3: Ciao for now Where's the video?
1: <laughs>
3: See, we're gonna we're gonna get used to this. I say ciao for now and I'm waiting for you to do it, but you can't do
1: it. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm, do I'm it. Totally, I'm, totally, I'm waiting for him to do it. Where's our <laughs> producer when we need him? What's yeah, I know.
3: Okay, everyone, I'll do it. I'll do it. We're gonna okay. and we're not gonna go with our normal outro because I love that killer instinct one way okay, right, too you much. Do it. And pre-drag did an amazing job on that. Okay. Once all again, right. ciao for now. <laughs>